Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, pops, he fires to the far side, it's intercepted, and running into a touchdown! Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down, that's a sack! Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome to IDP Nation, episode 101, episode 155, I believe, overall. I am Hollywood. What's going on, Kyle? What's happening, Hollywood? I can't even with you tonight. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I can't even with you. Well, I, you know, right off the bat, I was disappointed I missed the, the pre-show show that you were putting on, uh, karaoke style, that I got to hear about. So I don't I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I do, and it was splendid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Give voice me. was Jeff D. Mateo, and we're joined by Dynasty Trip. Um, I don't know why y'all got to spread lies about me singing. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> we can't blackmail you, so we might as well just throw it right out there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes. Can't yeah. blackmail people with no shame. Sorry, brother. Exactly. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I blame Kyle for this. This is his fault. Definitely his fault. He was yeah. late, late, and it's, uh, it's all up for this. Yeah. yeah, and you know this is grounds to be fired, Kyle. Right away, hey. All right, hey, right away. We might as well get it right we, out the shoot. Get, right get it done. Get it done. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Later. <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, so, <laughs> Seriously, we are joined by the Dynasty Trip. We're joined by Jeff DiMatteo. What's going on, guys? It's going good, man. How are y'all tonight? Doing good. Awesome. Doing good, awesome. man. Th thanks again for joining us, Trip and Jeff, too, man. It's uh, it's going to be fun. I'm glad to be here, man. I always yeah. enjoy getting on and shoot the breeze about football and, and Boston and the company. Football somehow. It's all team. Yeah. Damn hey, it, Trip. That's a, that's a low blow, blow Trip. That's a low blow, bro. <laughs> oh. The oh only thing God. I'm better at than evaluating football is evaluating karaoke. When I'm right here for you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I hate all y'all right now. Uh, Put that in your bio, Jeff, uh, on Twitter. Like, uh, football scout slash karaoke scout. <laughs> <laughs> karaoke connoisseur. Hashtag here to judge. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys suck! Uh, I don't even know where to go right now. I'm just, I'm so lost. Yeah. Oh shoot! Um, but thank you guys for joining us. Um, so glad to have both of you on. Um, yeah. What What have you been into? I mean, uh, either one of you, Strip, Jeff, go ahead. Uh, tell us what you're working on, what you're into, what you've been doing. Well, I've been writing about um, defensive schemes as uh, my as my want back over there at DynastyFootballFactory.com, where 
Hollywood vaguely remembers being a while back. And yeah. um, staying busy on the Twitter, the Bird app, and and um, and jumping on some podcasts here and there, getting warmed up for football season. And and um, at the risk of letting the cat off the bag, I might actually be working with um, indirectly with Jeff down there in the lower left. So <laughs> <laughs> jumping on a podcast next week called "Getting Defensive" with Gary Van Dyke, and and uh, looking forward to uh, chatting football with folks over at the at the. That's um, <clears throat> gridiron ratings. Sorry, <laughs> gridiron ratings. Gridiron ratings. I'm sorry. I cold freaking brain cramp. And you talk about me vaguely remembering. I mean, come on. I, I mean, here's the thing. He got so it was such a smooth segue that he was setting up for me to go ahead and talk about my stuff. Yeah, that he, he slipped right yeah. through it. That's yeah, it. you know he fumbled on. that just like Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Oh no. Um, you know, I've been knee deep in a uh, full full site redesign for gridironratings.com. We just released our our big 500 player draft guide. Uh, you know, it's got you know no kickers or anything like that. We only do IDP offense and uh, full written analysis on all those guys. And uh, for six people, it was a hell of an undertaking. We're pretty proud of it to this point. We're actually awesome. getting ready to launch our updates for it. It's a full digital magazine, so it gets updated throughout the season. And uh, so we'll be doing somewhere between six and 12 updates between now and the start of week one. So that's been keeping me pretty busy. Um, usually I, I don't get too busy in the podcast circuit. You don't see me on social because, well, Twitter scares me. And uh, <laughs> so, But I am thrilled to be here. And, uh, you know, I love talking about IDP, love talking football in general. So, uh, you know, pretty psyched to, you know, kind of get out of my usual monotony here. Awesome, man. That, that guide sounds uh, sounds pretty good, man. That's awesome. Uh, Five hundred players, full detail. That's that's a big that's a big uh, overtaking. So that's that's really cool, man. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot. I'll get you guys hooked up with uh with, with a couple copies of that. Awesome, man. Thank that's you, really man. cool. Thank Appreciate you. It. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, man, so much going on. It's we're so close. We're so close <laughs> to the season starting right now. Um, we're kind of transitioning from that dead period to where camps are starting to open up. Um, going to be a lot of movements. I'm sure there's going to be some injuries. There are going to be some signings, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll get into the news and notes. Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Vince Williams retired after eight seasons in the NFL. Finished his career with 479 tackles, 20 and a half sacks, six fumble recoveries two interceptions and one return for a touchdown. Um, not a huge fantasy impact, um, but I did notice with his announcement that he's retiring that a lot of people are jumping on Robert Spillane right now, and I'm just not too crazy um, about him. I would think an Avery Williamson would be more in line. Um, what are you guys thinking? Well, I got to tell you, I was stumbling for Robert Spillane on a podcast um, last week. Uh, so um, I'm not going to tell you that he's going to be the next greatest thing since sliced bread, but he played reasonably well last year, 24 years old, kind of came out of nowhere. Reminds me slightly of Joe Schobert in that same sense. If you all recall, when Joe Schobert took the league by storm, it was mid-August. It was an ACL injury to some guy named Tank Carter. That guy had to go down before Joe Schobert could get his shot. And then, uh, you know, now he's a household name, at least in the IDP side. So I'm, I'm not 
you know, overly optimistic about Spillane, but I don't think it's impossible that he emerges. And I think if folks are in deep leagues and, and looking for help, I mean, if you're picking up guys like David, Danny Trevathan, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't might, might try to take a shot at Spillane as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan when it comes to the Steelers middle linebackers only because I don't think they're going to be very good this year. And so there's a lot of tackle opportunity all of a sudden. And, you know, Splane, he may not be the most athletic guy. He's not going to help you a ton in coverage, but he's a pretty reliable tackler. And we saw that a couple of times where he was able to pile up a few double-digit tackle games. And, uh, you know, we're not talking about linebacker one here, but if you're able to snag him reasonably late and stash him as a linebacker three or something, he seems like he's going to be a worthwhile ad. All right. Don't you, don't you think this will be a huge boost to Devin Bush, though? I get to uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's more of a wash. I think Devin Bush's role was what it's going to be either way, and he just needs to stay healthy and, and uh, you know, give us you know, give us a full season and, and see what that looks like because he started off, you know, on fire right away as a rookie, and then, uh, you know, they, they throttled him back um, because they they had uh, Duck Hodges at quarterback at the end of the year, so they weren't going to necessarily get their, <laughs> their rookie burnt out uh, and then last year the injury, so, um, yeah, I, I agree with with Trip there. It's probably I see it as wash as well. But um, I, I'm with you on I'm with you guys. Uh, same line on Splain. Take a shot on him late. Um, you know he was a waiver guy for for a lot of managers last year. He was hitting that 80 percent snap range. I think he hit 90 a couple times. And he, like Trip said, he played reasonably well. He was usable in in those deeper leagues where you're starting four linebackers. So um, yeah, but yeah, what do, what do you guys think about where you at with Devin Bush? I'm optimistic, man. I. Continue to think that he is, uh, you know, has a, a lot of upside and uh, ACLs. You got to be a little bit worried in that. Yeah, they have those compensatory injuries, but I'm not. I'm not team injury prone, so I'm excited to see him come back out and, and make some plays. I thought he's he's flashed at moments. It's just a matter of putting it together and staying on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing I want to see out of him is I want to see him play more under control. Mm-hmm. As a rookie, we saw him oftentimes overrunning plays. His, nah. his athleticism's off the charts as a linebacker. I mean, he might nah. not be, you know, Roquan Smith or Devin White or one of those guys, but he's really fast, really athletic, has a lot of short area burst, really kind of twitched up for a middle backer. But what I noticed is that he would misread a lot of plays. He'd overrun a lot of plays, take bad angles, and it would hurt his tackle numbers. Now, this is a guy he's going to help your, your fantasy teams because he's always around the ball just due to that athleticism. But, man, if he can figure out how to diagnose and just take that – extra split second to make the right read before overrunning a play, man, this guy could be special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, his, his aggressiveness is a lot, it's a win-lose. Uh, like you said, it, he plays so aggressive that he overruns plays, kind of misses, but at the same time, that's what makes him so good because he is so fast. Um, I, I don't know who's playing next to him. That's my question with Vince Williams being gone now, is it a Robert Spillane? Is it a Avery Williamson? Um, you know, they've got TJ Watt and now they've got, and, and we're getting into this next one. They just signed Melvin Ingram to one year deal. That's a really cheap buy for them with a potential high reward. Um, Ingram had some good years. I don't know what happened to him the last couple of years. I know he was injured a little bit, but he he just kind of seemed to lose it with the Chargers those last couple of years. Um, can he rekindle that with uh, Pittsburgh with um, TJ Watt over there? 
remains to be seen, but I, I do like that pickup for them. Yeah, I think it's a nice pickup to have a veteran guy and the extra pass rusher. But the question becomes, you know, can he really beat out Alex Highsmith? You know, they drafted Highsmith. They liked him quite a bit. And I wouldn't be shocked to see those two kind of splitting that opposite pass rusher role, you know, from T.J. Watt. And realistically, we have to kind of ask ourselves, how many linebackers that are going to be relevant will this team support? And I think it's going to be, you know, really, you got Watt. He's an elite player. You're going to have Devin Bush. If he's really healthy and he's, you know, got it figured out, he's useful. And then is it going to be Ingram slash Highsmith or is it going to be Spillane slash whoever else they drop in the middle? Uh, my money's on Splain, Bush, and Watt, and the other guys kind of end up not really being fantasy relevant unless you're in a really deep league. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm there too. You got. I think that's you're going to see pretty close to even split. I don't think Ingram is washed, but at, at 32 and with the, the wear and tear on him, I think it makes sense to rotate him through with with Hightower and that. Um, so uh, that's I'm kind of with Jeff on that. Yeah. So if you have High Smith, what are you doing with him? Are you trying to sell him? Are you are you kind of holding, waiting because he's so young? I mean, what's what's your approach with him? I mean, because the signing of Ingram has to have an impact of some kind. No, I'm going to hold. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Ingram over like fully overtakes him to the point where Ingram pushes right. him to the bench all year. Right. My thought is, if he's sharing that role this year, it's his next year. Right. Yeah. Because you're not yeah. going to anything for him if you sell him right now. Like right. the Ingram signing is value. You lost all your trade leverage. Yeah. So you might as well hold him. He's worth more in your roster than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. agree. Yes, that's that's uh, exactly what I was going to say, Jeff. I, I have him quite a few uh, sleeper leagues where he has the DL eligibility. So um, definitely bummed. You know, the signing makes sense, you know, because it, it shores up that side with the veteran and the young guy. But, yeah, they're they're going to eat into each other's snaps. And uh, I'm, I'm holding Highsmith for next year. I like that role for him. Um, I love them coming out of Charlotte, and uh, I, I think it, it always helps playing opposite TJ Watt too. So, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yes, just a little bit. But uh, yeah, this this year will probably be a little frustrating uh, from a fantasy uh, perspective. But you know, yeah, I, I agree, Jeff. Hold them, and uh, next next year it's uh, it's on. <laughs> awesome. Um, moving on here, San Francisco 49ers. Signed linebacker Fred Warner to a five-year, $95 million extension. That was a no-brainer, right? Yes. Uh, Fred Warner, first time he was an All-Pro this past season. You know, we're going to be talking about him over the next two, three years as an all-world linebacker. This is going to be one of the guys that's going to be one of the best ones in the league moving forward. It's going to be him, and it's going to be Devin White, and it's going to be Roquan Smith. These guys are going to be the face of the league at the position for the next decade. And, uh, you know, I think $95 million, five years, 40 and a half guaranteed. It's a no-brainer. You have to do it. So where are you putting him in your fantasy rankings? You mentioned Devin White, Roquan Smith, Blake Martinez, Darius Leonard. Are you putting him in those top seven? Okay. Yeah, I've got him top seven. And I know that I'm in the minority on that when I look around the IDP landscape. A lot of people have him kind of pushed down into that 10 through 12 space, 10 to 14. Um, I try to get ahead of those curves as best I can. The difference between Fred Warner and a lot of the other guys, the Blake Martinez types, is that he not easy only – now. Easy easy. Well, <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with Blake Martinez. But the difference is that Fred Warner, he gets you tackles, plus he also does so well in coverage that he gets you a lot of passes defensed. 
Right. So if you're in a balanced scoring league where you've got you know a handful of points for a pass defense, you're getting a couple points for a tackle, you're getting a couple points for tackle for loss, he's checking all of the boxes, yes. but he's not dominating one box. Where Blake Martinez is phenomenal because he dominates solo tackles, he dominates right. tackles, and he crushes it right there, but he doesn't give you anything in the passing game. Yeah. And so they're just different types of players. So for me, I'm like, hey, you know, I don't want to be put in a spot where the Giants are – you know, beating the crap out of somebody and Martinez is neutralized because the other team's just throwing the ball all over the yard. And instead yeah. of getting 14 tackles, I'm getting three. So give me Fred Warner, who I know is covering linebackers. I know he's doing deep drop zones where he's taking away slot receivers and dig routes and things of the sort. Give me that guy who's getting the interceptions, pass defense, poor man's Darius Leonard, if you want to call him that. Right. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, agree- I'm in agreement with the top seven. I, and um, I, I don't know about Darius Leonard, but I do like him in terms of fantasy relevance. But I do uh, like him. I think that I'm always a guy to bet on talent. So I look at a guy like yeah. Zach Cunningham. I'm like, now let's push that guy down the list. Attaboy, Trip. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> and get these guys that I know are good. I'm the only the only issue I have with his IDP ceiling is that he's out there with. Pretty much full time with Dre Greenlaw and the you know Blake Martinez is out there by himself. He's got Peppers, I guess, as the second linebacker effect. Well, that's my question. So. <clears throat> does does him being with Dre Greenlaw, kind of a duo, does that hurt him a little bit fantasy wise? Just slightly, but um, and not enough that I'm stressing about it. Um, right, and, and, you know, and I'm curious to y'all's opinions. You know, top seven, I have, I would put. Uh, I would put Warner probably in my top 10. I mean, I think top seven's kind of, for me, I, I think the, that's kind I of topping out a little bit. edge of the envelope there. Most of the no, no, that's fine. I love that. I, I'm just curious to why, you know, who you're putting him above, so. Yeah, I mean, the way, again, I'm putting him ahead of, yeah, Zach Cunningham is definitely behind him. Let me see if I can go pull it up here. I've actually got see, the – See, I will have to disagree because there's no way Cunningham's behind him right now. No way. <laughs> that's a that's a shit show in Houston right now. Well, we're talking right. dynasty now. We're talking dynasty or redraft. Because we're talking redraft, I can see the argument. but um, I do I assume dynasty. Yeah, I'm yeah. actively well, – I mean, even in dynasty, this what they've done in Houston is not going to be fixed overnight. It's going to take them a while. It's, it's not going to be fixed over two nights. <laughs> no, it, it's not. It's not going to be fixed <laughs> over a, the team. a week. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's horrible down there. I mean, the offense is just in shambles. You don't know what they're doing with Watson. Um, Speaking of, did you did you guys see today? Um, I God, I can't remember who reported it. Um, that about Deshaun Watson, 90% chance he gets traded to Philadelphia. Did you guys see that? Yeah, Howard Eskin said that. Is that who it was? Okay, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, yeah it's Howard Eskin. He's today. a Philadelphia reporter and personality. He's he's really well known in the tri-state area up there, and okay. he's usually fairly well connected. But I mean, if I'm Houston, if I'm trading to Sean Watson, yeah, I'm certainly not sending him to Denver, where I'm going to see him in my conference. Philadelphia only makes sense because they're the last team with a a ton of draft capital, right? They have three ones yeah. this year, and then they have a young quarterback, Jalen <laughs> Hurts. And yeah. I don't have to see them every third year. I see them every six years. So I don't have to keep seeing this guy come into my stadium and kick my ass. So, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, it's, it makes sense. I mean, that's if he gets dealt. But right now, what's his value? You're talking about a guy who's dealing with 20 some odd sexual assault, you know, allegations and things of the sort. His value is absolutely in the tank right now. Like I 
I don't know. That trade is not something I'm too worried about. But what's funny is I actually lied on Zach Cunningham. I actually have Zach Cunningham at six and Warner at seven. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I, I had to pull it up, and I kind of chuckled immediately. I was like, son of a bitch. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of our listeners, they give me crap about it, but I, I called Zach Cunningham last year a top five linebacker. It just – and it added up. And the situation has gotten even worse this year. No yeah. Watson, no DeAndre Hopkins. That defense is going to be on the field a freaking shit ton. And he doesn't really have oh, anybody wanting. Watt is gone. Mm-hmm. I, no McKinney. So who else is getting tackles there? It's him and Whitney Merciless. Exactly. <laughs> a ton of tackles. So, yeah, no, you're right. I've actually got Cunningham crushing it in tackles. But it ends up being Devin White, Bobby Wagner, Blake Martinez, Roquan Smith, Darius Leonard, and Zach Cunningham. And in no order, those are just the names I went. Bobby, Bobby Wagner? I still got Wagner up there. I just can't seem to shake his numbers down. When I run through the projections model, he just keeps getting <sighs> numbers, and I can't shake him. Redra- so. Redraft, I would give you that all day because he's a freaking monster. I'm looking at a three-year window at most, but the third year. Oh, you, you, you think he's got three years? I think he's got two. I think the third year is going to be good. See, that's where I'm at, two years at least, yeah. yeah. But I look at a three-year window, and if he's good for two out of three years, like, hell, you win two championships in two years, you ain't upset about having Bobby Wagner. The third True. year, you can punt him, punt the name brand for a couple of draft picks, and you still got something. Right. So I, got, I would agree with that. I got Darius Leonard, Roquan Smith, Devin White, and then um, – that's why I got I'm looking at my overall rankings. I got um I got Kendricks and Warner. Oh, I'm sorry, Martinez, Kendricks, and Warner. So I got Warner sixth. See, I got White as my number one overall. Well, I left him out because he's an edge. He's my number one overall. Yeah, also. Same. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Very nice interesting. Stuff. I, I I, honestly, it. I think I think I have Warner six or seven myself. I like Warner. I I really do. Uh, I just think having Greenlaw with him just nicks him a little bit. Just sure. Yeah. Well, I, Greenlaw this year. There's a lot of that. And and I like Greenlaw, and I'm a, I'm a 49ers fan, right? So I got a little bit of a homerism too. But when I think about Greenlaw, it's like he's a nice player, and he can put up some numbers in his own right. But I think his numbers were a little inflated last year because the Niners were pretty bad, and a lot of that mm. defense was – gone like everybody was hurt so where would you put one or uh, shoot where would you put greenlaw lb2 lb3 and i say that thinking your top 14 is your lb1 top 28 is lb2 i'm thinking 14 team league kind of averaging on that would you put him lb2 lb3 he falls in he's at linebacker 24 right now that's where i've got him penned in so lb2 yeah so he's a two not I agree with that. two, but he's he's a two, and I think yeah. some of that is those two guys are going to be on the field a lot. We're not going to see a third linebacker for the for the Niners. You're yeah. going to see a lot of three safety sets and things of the right. sort. So those guys will get plenty of tackles without a third backer eating that up. Yeah, I got a third overall, which I can't give you exact on linebacks on that, but yeah, it's, he's he's LB, probably LB strong LB three for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have him in that LB3 range, and I think you're, you know, you can, you can get LB2 production out of him too, for sure. Like it's See, there. I think I'm closer with what Jeff is, LB2, a low LB2. Yeah, it's, I, you're getting I think he kind of falls in a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you only got like what twenty five, maybe thirty guys that we are pretty that we're feel sure are full time players this year. So he's mm-hmm. got to be in there because you know he's full time this year. So I mean, being a right. young guy, yeah, I'm, I'm just, and so I, I probably thinking through that, I probably have him if I was to count it out, count it out, have him in my top twenty four as an LB two also. And if I punch it through here and I look ahead to his three year projections, I try to run him three years out. Um, right. We're looking at his ceiling puts him at linebacker 18. That's his ceiling. Okay. And that's that's assuming a lot, right? So we're assuming that he's going to have some marginal upticks in his production based on experience and game skills and things of the sort. But 18, when, you know, Fred Warner is, you know, living and he gets to the top five in three years and he doesn't break past like four or five, but still that's two really high end backers. I don't know that both guys are even there in three years. Because do they re-sign Bosa and then still have money for Greenlaw? I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and is he a priority at that point? I mean, just yeah. That's the market. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Um, moving on. Linebacker Quan Alexander set to visit the New Orleans Saints. It seems like the last few years he's kind of been bitten by the injury bug. Um, Pete Werner. <laughs> really, though, I mean, I mean, I, I can see that. But if he's healthy, I think you got to put Quan there. If he signs with him, I think he's he's the piece mm-hmm. next to Demario Davis, of course. Yeah, Davis is the man there. Uh, if Quan signs, I'll be honest, I'm not rushing to you know, go at him. I'm not worried right. about him. That's not a, a guy that I'm that excited about. Um, I he, There's a lot that has to happen for me to want to get on board with that. I still, you know, I don't know. I think he's, I think he might be washed. I do too, but there's a lot of people pumping Pete Warner right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just not there. I mean, I like yeah. the opportunity that he has, but I, I'm just not there with him right now. The Saints are going to be a really interesting team because that offense is going to be such a enigma until we see who's playing quarterback. Because if it's Taysom Hill, hell, even if it's Jameis Winston, we don't know what it's going to be, right? <laughs> like, that is I mean, who knows? But if if they run both quarterbacks out there, which is entirely possible, you get all kinds of weird stuff happening on offense, and we don't know if that defense is going to be on the field. You know, they might just be running trick plays and gadget plays all day, just enough to move the chains. And you know, that defense <laughs> right. is kind of a Faster. Like I, I don't know what to make of that whole defense. I'm sticking with the mainstays. If I'm doing anything there, it's like give me Davis, and that's not for Dynasty. Like he's getting near the end of it too. Like give me the redraft for Demario Davis. If he's in Dynasty, if you have him, you got to hold him. You're not getting anything out of him. But uh, I'm I'm avoiding the defense altogether. I'm just staying away from the Saints. What do you think, Chip? Where, where are you at with Juan? Yeah, I no interest. I yeah. What's his role? I mean, I I, yeah. I think that he's been too many injuries at this point where. I'm not team injury prone, but I'm team injuries that up and you get the point where you just don't have the same ability anymore. And that's where I would yeah. be afraid of with Quan and put him out there. What's his role? He had, you know, look at Anzalone's role last year. Is it that? That's yeah, no interest. So yep. No, I'm, I'm with you guys there. Yeah. It's uh I'm I'm not te- I'm with you. I'm not quite team injury prone, but like guys like Quan and then uh Christian Kirksey and the guys that just continually get hurt, you see their skills diminish. It's mm-hmm. um yeah, I not not very interested either. And I'm I'm team Pete Werner. 
<laughs> Even though I'm a Michigan fan, I don't like Ohio State. <laughs> I've been getting lots of them in the rookie draft, man. He's just, he's, you just got a uh, one. Uh, you, you posted your auction draft there. I was. I thought that was awesome. Value. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised to get it at that price. That, that was real nice. And I'm getting yeah. left and right too into second round draft capital. And I don't yeah. expect anything this year, but like you know, right. Jeff was saying, Demario Davis isn't going to be there forever. And right, well, somebody's got to take over. The, the bond yeah. doesn't look the part. And I mean, yep. Warner's as good as good bet as anybody. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, you know, Zach Bond. It, he was always, you know, he's a rush backer at Wisconsin. And what was he, you know, going to transition to off ball? And mm-hmm. I had read that they want him to compete at weak side this year because, you know, the thought was he was going to play strong side. We'll mm-hmm. see what camp comes up. But I had read they wanted him to compete at weak side with Werner. This is before the Quan news. So we'll see. But I like Zach Bond in college. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if he's going to make it as an off ball at, at weak side. Do we think Werner's got the short area quickness and the, the the footwork to actually get back into coverage and to do the things he's going to have to do? Because he's got to cover some ground at the weak side. You know, the See, NFL level. Right. In the big I don't 10. think he does. And I couldn't. I couldn't diagnose it. I was trying to watch, and I'm like, I don't. I don't know if I see it, but I can't tell if that's the right. opposition he's playing against or if it's the scheme he's playing against. Exactly. And, and I couldn't see an all 22. So truthfully, I'm trying to watch from a broadcast view and that's the absolute worst way to scout. So. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, so, it's horrible. Yeah. I'm on YouTube. That's not watching film. Sorry guys. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I look at this and I'm like, I, I don't know that I see the necessary traits to be a true weak side. I'd almost rather see him get pushed inside where he can be protected, insulated right. by two yeah. more athletic backers. Yeah. But Again, the Saints don't have the talent. I mean, Davenport hasn't shown up. They gave up a first-round pick to get Marcus Davenport, if you remember that, when they oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. took him on draft day. And they could have had uh, Derwin James instead and really screwed the pooch on that one. You know, I think it actually killed Derwin James, too. If he doesn't, if he goes to New Orleans, he doesn't get hurt, maybe. I don't know. I'm with you on the position lineman. I, I, to be – my, I, I see. I see these reports about Warner and and Vaughn at weak side, and yeah. the assumption sounds like Davis in the middle. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. But I felt like Davis was more of a weak side. Not that they always play one way in New Orleans. They swap some. But to me, sure. Davis is more of the will. And I thought that they drafted Warner when I saw it. Oh, well, they drafted him to play Mike. So I don't. Yeah. I'm kind of puzzled by the whole thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Like Jeff was saying, he thought he was more of a Mike, and you as well, Trip. Like I, I think Warner is. He definitely doesn't blow you, you know, out of the water with his athletic testing. It's it's solid. He's a four six forty guy. His numbers are are fine for a guy who's six foot three, two thirty. I mean, he's he's got the size and he's athletic enough. But you know, he just seems like he's got more of a feel out there. It, it, he's seems like he's good at just about everything. Not you know, overly fantastic at one certain right. thing maybe, um, which means I think he's going to be a good linebacker. I think he's built to play in play in the middle. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys. Hands. Yeah, I, I like the way he uses his hands. I didn't want to completely shit on the guy, but I like the way he uses his hands. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here, oh, yeah, he's so good. No, yeah. um, at the end of the day, I, I didn't love his footwork, right? I don't love him in coverage yeah. in that spot. I don't love him covering a lot of ground. But if he's inside and he's yeah. tracking the run and he's got a shade of block and he's got to go ahead and shake somebody to get into the backfield, he's that's where his skill set is. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how he does. I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's all popcorn in the pan until they pop. Right. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, I do think there's re- redeeming qualities there for sure. And I'm with you, Jeff. I didn't want to completely shit on him either, but I think there's some concerns with his coverage ability. Um, 
where does he fit in? The fact that they're looking at Quan Alexander tells me a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, Demario Davis is your guy. If you're looking at Quan Alexander, that kind of tells me a little bit what you're thinking about Pete Warner. Um, right. Or Zach Bond, even. Or Zach Bond. I think right. Zach Bond's mm-hmm. more of an outside guy. He's yeah. more of that edge guy, which I hate, by the way. Um, Warner, like you said, if you can get him inside where he can go, I like a, what a, I like a lot of what he does. Um, for me, it's it's that coverage aspect, what he can do in coverage. I think there's some work to be done there. Now, maybe two, three years down the road, that mm-hmm. improves if they can work with him. Um, where are you drafting Warner right now? If you're if you're in a rookie draft, where are you taking him right now? I skipped him. <laughs> see, see, I did too. I sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I'm skipping him too. I, but in rookie draft ADP that I've been seeing, there's a lot of fantasy owner, or sorry, managers. They're taking him fairly high, fourth, fifth round. Seeing a lot of that, and I'm completely just. I don't think that's bad, though. I mean, that's not like egregious. There's other players. I think I just like the ceiling better. And that's where if I'm in the fourth and fifth round, the places where I'm seeing him come off the board, there's generally somebody else where I see just more upside. I don't know if I see a huge ceiling for Warner. I see a guy who can be solid. Maybe he's just a forever linebacker, two, three fringy guy where he shows up and gets you a bunch of tackles and he can do a couple things here and there to kind of, you know, supplement his numbers. Right. But what I don't see is that guy that's a perennial all pro, right? I don't see that guy that can step up and help me in the passing game. I don't see, and this all depends on your scoring, right? If you're playing in a league that is tackle heavy, Werner is much more valuable. I think he can be that guy. But if you're playing in a league that's going to play, I mostly play in balanced leagues where you get a lot of points for passes, defense and interceptions and things of the sort. And on that, I, I don't know if I want him. Like I devalue him for that. And I would rather, take a swing for the fences on another guy who's got a huge upside, but maybe has a really low floor too. For reference, I got, um, I pulled up a league. It's a 96 team league, uh, six copies. And so I took him at 347. It's tackle heavy uh, outside linebackers don't matter. And that's probably the earliest I've taken them. But um, I didn't, I, I was kind of interested in him in at that price for, for as a linebacker. So, but I hear what you're saying. It's not like it's not like I'm expecting him to be Darius Leonard or Fred Warner for that kind of upside. And I, those are guys yeah. I was dropping a couple of years ago. So, right, yep, no, yeah, yeah. in your league. Okay. Yep, yep, exactly. And you're hoping he gets, you know, he transitions to that middle spot. And he's, you know, he's solid for you. And I agree. He's not, you know, you're not looking at him in the same lens as Micah Parsons or or Zayvon Collins and right. Jamin Davis right now or anything. But uh, Jamin Davis. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes all of my insights warm. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> it is after dark here, folks. Yes, I mean, right? <laughs> my insides are warm, but it's not because of Jamie Davis right now. So. It's after dark around here, and this is an explicit show. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're officially yeah. explicit, Jeff, so let it rip, man. Yeah. I mean, hammer down, man. Um, 
Wow, I don't even know where to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Davis is who I always take in the second, and then I get Warner in the third or fourth. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're on the same page. <laughs> oh shoot! Uh, I like it. I like it. We we're talking about New Orleans defensive end David Omenyata has been suspended six games for a banned substance. Not sure he's a huge fantasy impact player. Maybe in super deep leagues, but you're going to be without him for six games uh, due to this. Um, <laughs> it always amazes me that players are getting suspended for a banned substance these days. You know what it is. They're kind of being more lenient than they've ever been, and you're still getting banned. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of on you, right? I mean. Yeah, I think most of it's on the player. You got to know what's going on in your body, but most right. of the playing dealing, they're dealing with nutritionists and doctors, yeah. and other goofballs that are kind of feeding them all this shit. So my thing <laughs> is, I look at this and I'm kind of like, it's probably 65% on the player, 35% on whoever's been putting all this stuff in. I'm like, here, man, you need all these supplements. Here you go. Right. And this supplement has, you know, 1% too much of X chemical that showed up on the drug test, you know? I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? And I don't think anybody does. So we'll just, you know, all you can do is say, well, we don't have him for six weeks. I don't want to sit here and point a finger at the guy, but. Well, that's what's underappreciated about the testing too. People think it's just black and white. Either this substance was in your body or it's not. It's not like that. It's about percentages and, and it's just, and so, yeah, he triggered something, went over the limit something, who knows what it is. Um, as, as far as the, the player, uh, he was seventh overall among defensive tackles in that same league I was just mentioning. So I think he was, prior to being suspended, a inexpensive solution in a DT required league that was, uh, that's you know, so I got him in lots of league dynasty leagues, and so I'll be missing him. We talked about those linebackers a minute ago without Animata out there. I mean, they got Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Roach and Ryan Glasgow, and it's going to be a mess for, especially for Quan, who can't shed a line of a freaking guard and save his life. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Quan's got to stay clean if he's going to make plays. <laughs> no, I, I, I was sneaky quick, too. He's got, he actually is a, is a really quick defensive tackle. He's got good hands, quick feet. He's in mm-hmm. the backfield a lot. I'd like to see him, you know, be able to actually turn that into more tackles. But his, you know, his ability to get in the backfield is actually really good. He's a lot of one-on-one blocks because no one's really scared of him yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, this could have been a breakout year. So it is a little disappointing in a de- you know, D-tackle required league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a nice, like Tripp said, he's a nice value in those D-tackle leagues. I got him in a couple spots too. Um, I was I was bummed. And uh, it's fun too, when, you know, when you play – like me and Tripp were, were going back and forth uh, with the news – we're, we're in leagues where we're talking about Shy Tuttle. <laughs> you know, <it's>, <laughs> I haven't been drinking enough for that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, you're playing in deep leagues and you're, when you're talking about Shy Tuttle. He <laughs> had a hell of a Thanksgiving week last year. I mean, you know, he yeah. went nuts that, that game. That was a week 11, 12, something like that. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's right. A really yeah, weird memory for things like that. I that's remember. awesome. Yeah. No. You're right. You're right. I got that's kids, it. so I don't watch football anymore on Thanksgiving. It makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I kicked my family out for Thanksgiving. You know, I, I I work in e-commerce retail, man. 
Sorry, I got to work Black Friday. I'm going to go. <laughs> work, yeah. <laughs> you know, hawking stuff on the internet and like <laughs> two screens, you're golden. <laughs> I got three TVs over here, and a computer in my lap. I'm good to go. <laughs> I like it. I'm on the wrong lot of work, bro. <laughs> I like your style, Jeff. <laughs> hey, man. It takes a long time to get here, okay? They got a lot of great hair to go for it, okay? You know, there's. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Oh, man. And our last piece of news is Kansas City Chiefs signed defensive end Alex Okafor to a one-year deal. I think that's kind of telling in a way on the uh, Frank Clark deal with the gun issue. You know, if if you don't think that he's in trouble or going to face some kind of suspension, there's no way you're signing Okafor right now. Two offenses for him now. He's going to yeah. jail. He's yeah. Done. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think everybody, when that news dropped, it was like, eh. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. It's like, there he goes. But, yeah, there's, I mean, do we really believe in Okafor, though? Is no. no, 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 no. I, mean, I, I don't. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine that he would be any kind of impact for the Chiefs or fantasy-wise. Right. Um, Warm body. Right. Yeah, yeah. A body, yeah. Um, he might he might be, you know, like a warm body that you pick up for your fantasy team off the waiver wire in the season if he has a nice couple weeks or something. But, yeah. In leagues where Shai Tuttle's a stud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're picking up Shai Tuttle. You're right next to Shai Tuttle, as a matter of fact. On Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's that league. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, no, yeah, great. I just can't imagine that he's going to be anybody that we're targeting. Even in super deep leagues, he's probably not somebody that you have on your roster. Um, I thought get picked up for a quarter today at a league, a twenty-team league with seventy roster spots. That's about that's about the threshold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're digging deep there. I mean, yeah, we're, that's, we're not even at the bottom of the barrel anymore. We've actually cut through the barrel and we're digging into the ground now. Yeah, like you know, grub worms are probably ahead of oh, him right yeah. now. <laughs> grub worms, you got some rocks, maybe a touch of bedrock. You probably ran into some metal. Like who knows? Like exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good stuff, guys. Uh, before we get to our main event, you know, we got to pay a few bills, as always. I know people get tired of hearing it. Um, we want to thank My Fantasy League. They support our uh, listener league. Um, they do so many good things. Um, they're doing our Debbie IDP grind uh, campus to Canton League that we're, we've got going on pretty soon. So we thank them for that. Um, just, I know everybody has their preference, but for me, they are the best in the business and you get what you pay for. Um, always good on customer service. Any questions that you have, they're quick to answer or figure out any issues that you have. Um, so we thank them for supporting us. Um, also action 24 seven. Uh, sports right now locally owned by Tennesseans for Tennesseans they are Tennessee's only 
local gambling site. Um, they're just as good or better as the big boys that you'll know. Um, they cover everything, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, you know, the big ones. Right now, the Olympics, the Olympics is fixing to start. Um, they're covering all that. Uh, be sure when you're making your deposits that you use the promo code Hollywood 100. Right now, you can donate or donate. You can deposit 400. And right now, if you use that promo code, guess what? They'll match it. So if you put 400, they'll give you 400. That's 800 bucks that you've got uh, to bet. Uh, maybe you don't like to bet money. You just like to gamble, period. Well, they have a free site that you can go into and um, win prizes, win money. And you can, like I said, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, darts, ping pong, soccer, anything that you can think of, uh, Olympics, they've got it all. Go check them out. It's an easy, used, clean site. I mean, it's so easy to navigate. Uh, go check them out. And, uh, you know, when you when you go deposit, you're helping us a little bit, and we appreciate that. Um, so be sure to use that promo code HOLLYWOOD100. Um, and then, of course, one more. i got to get them in here. You know, if you've got leagues that you're crowning champions, baseball, bas maybe your basketball just ended, you want to get your champion something nice, go to trophysmack.com. They have some of the best stuff in the industry. Rings, belts, trophies, plaques. They've even got stuff for losers. You know, the losers use your league. I mean, seriously. And I know right now we're not live, but right there's a ring that they sent me. It is awesome. Nice quality. It's nice and heavy. Um, anybody that wins one of your leagues, they would be happy to have one of these. And me and Kyle's talked about it for a while. Their belts. Yeah. Best in the business. They're awesome. got a, they've got a couple championship belts that the WWE would be envious of right now, so <laughs> for sure. But, you know, I've got that pinned to my homepage. Go check them out. Uh, click the link. You can get a discount there. Um, but as always, you know, thank you for following us. Thank you for supporting us, all that good stuff. Um, so now let's get to the main event. Um Shoo. I, I got like with a question actually. Can I can I fire up a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so if we get the listeners to uh to use the promo codes and they support the pod and they donate enough money, can we get you to sing karaoke <laughs> style on, on, on live on the air? Because I think that would be worth it for yes. everyone. I think that would really drive usage of that that promo code. I mean, heck, we could probably start to go fund me for some karaoke lessons. I mean, if you're really into that kind of thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think Jeff's on to something. This is the last time I'll ever be here because Hollywood's never going to let me back. So, <laughs> oh, no, I'll, Kyle, I'll, I'll bring you back. You're coming back, Jeff. Don't Kyle is so fired right now. He doesn't even know. It. Oh, my God. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't say yeah. No, it's on to the main event. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody, wants, nobody wants to hear this voice, I promise you. Oh, my God. Yeah, Kyle, promos for Hollywood. 
You're so fired, Kyle. This is your fault. Yeah. You have the voice of an angel. <laughs> well, you know, I have been called the songbird of my generation. I'm mean, just saying. There it is, everybody. I'm, I'm, so I'm just is. saying. Use the promo codes. Let's get them to sing it on the air. <laughs> got to happen. Uh, it's more than a feeling. I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> Oh shoot! Oh my God! I hate you, Carl. I hate you. I know. Um, oh, I know you do, buddy. <laughs> so, main event time. What we got, Kyle? Main event <laughs> for our main event trip came I up with us. So <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're gonna a uh, big hat tip and big thanks to Trip. He put together um, a sheet here with a bunch of great questions, scenarios, situations um, to uh, to keep an eye on it and maybe talk about to, to see how they might develop um, as training camp kicks off and as things as things uh, unfold here. So, Trip, do you want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Sure, glad to. So, I appreciate yeah. you doing this too, by the oh, way. Yeah. Glad to, awesome. glad to, yeah, man. Uh, so there's a podcast I enjoy um, this time of year. I actually enjoy it most of the year, the Harris Football Podcast. And Chris Harris brings on guests every year, and and uh, he beats them over the head if they just want to cart for their rankings. What you got to do in his podcast is come on and describe what you might see in the next six weeks that would change your opinion of a player in the training camp or the preseason such that you would change your rankings going into the season. And I think that's an interesting concept. Uh, in offense, it's really hard because so much is static. But defense is so much more dynamic. There are so many things happening, training camp battles and question marks, uh, young players that could break out. And uh, so I come up with a list of, of, of I found, in my mind, a question for 31 of the 32 teams of what might happen on in terms of who will be starting and who could be emerges this fantasy relevant from that situation. And so that's what I've got. We're not going to get through 31 teams. I and mean, Chris Harris does a division each pod and takes an hour on each. So, and what's happened five times as many per division. We won't get through them all, but I was curious <laughs> as to know what your, in what your favorites ones are, or what you all think are the, the big, you know, items on there that, that interest you or, you know, what do you all think I have on that list is kind of a hot take. So I'm curious as what you all think of some of that. I got th feelings of my own, of course. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. And this is just completely a Homer pick from the list. And that is the Packers linebacker situation. <laughs> so um, that is one, um, you know, obviously I'm a huge Packer fan. So, um, and, and a huge defensive fan, and and uh, that that's a big one for me as a fan, and as I think as an IDP fantasy player, because that full time linebacker role in Green Bay is a valuable one, and we uh, we need to see who is going to be the guy that wears the dot and is out there full time, and we're not, you know, right now I would assume it's it's gonna, I don't know that it'll be as much dime as it was, but you know I think there'll be a good amount um, as and I, I don't. I don't see uh, two full-time linebackers as it sits. I could be wrong. We still got some things to figure out with Joe Barry's scheme to see it more. You know, uh, what we're hearing is one thing, and let's actually see it. And um, but I, I am very interested to watch um, Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin and company. You know, those are the three um, lead dogs in, in my eyes. Um, you know, you never know what can happen, right? But. Um, uh, very, very curious to see like how things are shaking up and what the what the word is in camp and and um, that 
I think that's a really valuable role for, for IDP. And I, I want to know who it is. And I want to know as a fan, who's going to be running the show for us. So uh, what, what do you guys think? Well, don't you have, um, uh, don't you have a chip on Devo Campbell on the article on IDP? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shameless plug. I just did a, uh, a uh, article on the, the camp camp battles for the Packers linebackers. And, um, I, you know, if I, like I said in the article, if I had to bet right now, I would, I would probably put my money on Campbell to be the guy, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's Chris Barnes. And I'm actually a big Chris Barnes fan because Mm -hmm. if you're a Packer fan, it's hard not to be a Chris Barnes fan. The way things went last year, he was just a, you know, I mean, saved us because Christian Kirksey was hurt and, uh, you know, we had this undrafted free agent, you know, Kamal Martin got hurt too. He was, he was tearing camp up before the season and that was a pleasant surprise, but he got hurt and Chris Barnes just, Comes out of nowhere and he's starting week one. We it wasn't much set up even about that. All of a sudden, number 51's out there, and me and my dad are watching the game going, Do you see that coming? He goes, No, I, re- I read the Packers inbox every week, and there wasn't much being said. I was like, What the hell? Let's figure this out. But uh, anyway, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we all know how the Christian Kirksey experience went down in Green Bay. It wasn't great. Yeah. And uh, Barnes Barnes was huge for us. Um, but, you know, just kind of what I was hearing that, you know, they, they like Campbell's size and his leadership, and they think he's still got a lot left in the tank. I'm not, I'm not a huge Devondre Campbell fan. Um, not that I don't like him. I, I'm not sure. Um, I guess I'm, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that one of them is is going to do it for us, and um, uh, I want to know who it's going to be. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be one of those uh, situations where I'm going to be every day like, what, what are we talking here? What, what's the <laughs> What's Rob Domofsky reporting? What's you know? <laughs> so, well, I like that you. I like the idea that Campbell has size and leadership makes him a good fit for that LB two role, right? So I'll, right. I'll, I'll <laughs> come in, you know, fill some gaps. Come on out, look, get replaced. Yes, by yes. So, right, right. Yes, <laughs> yes, I agree. So um, I, I keep my chip on Barnes. I don't know that I love Barnes, but um, it's just yeah. when I look at who else is in the room, I was like, well, I guess. Guess that's the guy. Uh, Barnes was okay last year. I mean, when you consider where he came from, I mean, he did yeah. well, right? And then Kirksey's out there, and he gets hurt, and then he put him back on the field, and he's the LB two. He did. Yep. Barnes stays as the LB one, and so yep. my yep. man Derek at Doc FFN on Twitter, he's he's he uh, he was pumping up uh, Barnes over the winter, talking about he'd picked up some quotes and about what the Packers coaching staff was saying about that, and so I said, well, I guess. I guess I need to look into that, and so I went and revisited the tape a little bit, and I said, you know, I'd be a functional linebacker and in a good spot. Yeah. So that's 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 where I got my money. Yeah, I like How Barnes too. Oh man, give, give me Barnes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's yeah. the guy. You know, I, he's one of those guys where it's like I'm watching him just on a Sunday, right? Like I'm not sitting here yeah. trying to do a, a hard film breakdown on him, but I see a guy that he plays fast enough, he tackles well mm-hmm. enough. But the thing I mm-hmm. love that stood out was his instincts. It felt like his first step was never wrong. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing where I was like, he's taking the right first step. And as a young player, that's the hardest thing to coach. You know, I've, I've coached right. football at the high school level. You know, I, I worked for the Iowa State Cyclones back in 05 and 06. Like, I have a little bit of background in that area. And, I, you know, that's one of those things where it's so hard to get a guy to understand how to read and diagnose a play at that age and get stepping the right direction. Because mm-hmm. now in year two as a starter, year three, year four, we look down the line. He's only going to get better. And now if he can start applying more game speed to that first step, the guy's going to be a really functional linebacker. I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to profile him as, you know, the next Ray Nitschke or anything, but (laughs) 
you know, he's he's a guy that I think we can lean on for fantasy purposes in a lot of ways. He's cheap to get, you know, and especially yeah. in dynasty leagues, you could probably go get him reasonably cheap because he's not a household name just yet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I like it, man. And I don't dislike Campbell, but he's definitely more of a, he's not Batman. He's Robin. Yeah, definitely more yeah. sidekick guy. Yeah. And uh, you know, but you need Robin, right? You got to have them both. Like, yes. So yeah. so there you are. But your point on the process is spot on, right? Barnes is a good processor. Campbell, in my mind, is not a good processor. Right. Start yeah. Evan. Campbell can make up a little bit of that with athleticism, but it's a great point. Barnes is not out there making mental mistakes, and that that's what kept him on the field. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. That's what I saw a lot last year, too. I liked the way he pushed the line, and he came up, mm-hmm. and, and he was aggressive, and, he, and I thought he was a solid tackler, and, and he looked like he had a pretty good feel mm-hmm. for an undrafted free agent out there that, you know, we weren't hearing much about. But – um. And like it, you know, as far as as fantasy goes, like I'm taking a shot on both of them. If somebody's down on Barnes because Camel got signed, and you can get you can get Barnes cheap, or they caught him in a in a shallow league or something, grab him, man. Um, and and I'm stashing Kamal Martin too. Um, <clears throat> I actually uh, I was a little down on him his last year at Minnesota. I and then I went back and watched his tapes prior to that. I didn't realize how much that knee injury affected him. Uh, his senior, he was playing through that knee injury, and um, I noticed he was because the 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 reports out of camp um, before we, after we drafted them and, and they hit the field, the rookies and everything, I was like he, they were just blown away by how athletic he was and how much ground he could cover. And I didn't quite see that exactly, expect that, I guess. And then I went back and watched a little bit more tape from his earlier years, and, and I, he looked like he had a little more explosion. And I think that knee bothered him. And he's just he's got he's long, got long arms and he can get in passing lanes. And um, um, I'm just curious to see how you know does he generate that much buzz again when training camp kicks up and does he kind of get in the mix i don't know that but i'm stashing him if i can on your taxi squad or whatever because the staff seems to like him and um i mean he's big um he's 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 pretty fast he's he's just got a he's got a he's got a good build and a good athletic profile that and um i just kind of want to take as many chances i can in idp for uh for, for that role but um yeah i you know i i like barnes as well i'm with you guys you know i'm I'm pulling for him to uh, to take another step this year, you know. But uh, you know, I uh, enough about the Packers. I could go the next uh, <laughs> hour here. Yes. I love it. We have <laughs> way too much about the Packers. Please let's move on. So yeah, no, good stuff, man. Uh, We've already that. mentioned Shy Tuttle like six times. In this I'm not even oh worried about the Packers. Oh my I'm god! I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to hear. We you are guys never like bringing Jeff well. on again. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Jeff's got another meeting. He's got to push it back to 1 a.m. at this rate. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I think they're already going to bed. We're going to do that tomorrow. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's good stuff, man. Um, uh, yeah, I love hearing that Barnes love, too. So, yeah, keep an eye on that battle. You guys, uh, somebody have one they want to take off the list here? I got one. Okay. And I'm catching a lot of this one. Jeremy Chin no longer playing linebacker. What does it mean? Does it shave some off his ceiling? I'm going with no. He was listed as a no. strong safety for the bulk of last year, even though he played linebacker snaps. We're going to see the same right. thing. That's right. all coach speak verbiage nonsense. Like, this is a thing where if you've got Jeremy Chin, you're holding him and treating him as an elite strong safety who's going to get a ton of yep. snaps in the box. He is a box safety. He's going to yes. play in the linebacker spot, thanks to PFF and the way they break down snaps for everybody. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's not worth getting worked up over. This is one of those things where you're not suddenly selling him or devaluing him. Yes, you weren't drafting him as a linebacker. You're still drafting him as a DB or a safety or however your league parses it out. 
go you get can Jeremy. find somebody in your league selling him right now, do it. I can't because just, I own him in all my leagues. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, if, if, if Jeff somebody, in, selling. Yeah. if, if uh-uh. somebody in your chance. league is selling him, just give them what they want. You're welcome. Yeah. Just give them what they want. It's like, yeah, there's, it's, it's I'm, just asinine to me that people are – that fantasy managers are selling him. We've yeah. not even begun yeah. to see the best from him. Wait till it's he figures out how to play to NFL coverage. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. All right, Chip. What do you think, buddy? Well, I was. I put it on there because I was. It was on an honest question. Like it was not, yeah. you know, rhetorical. As in, I had a hot take to give you all. Uh, you know, I I'm a Panthers fan. I, you know, I got the Cowboys hat on, but um, I grew up being a Cowboys <laughs> fan, and then um, the Panthers started playing in Death Valley the year before I got to Clemson, and so. I got two teams, which I know was cheating somehow, but anyhow, uh, <laughs> South Carolina five years, and, and I'm, so I'm always following the beat riders, see what they got to say, and and uh, they they almost don't seem to have a handle on this, what the situation is at all. And now, from a from a factual standpoint, what I can tell you is that Shin got one on one coaching with the linebackers. Um, coach last year there's some t- hot takes out there that he actually was meeting with Shaq Thompson and to hear why well, I didn't know that, that that wasn't right but he did get some individual coaching and so now they're saying that he's not going to be in the linebacker room meaning he's not going to be getting that individual coaching and that he's going to quote play more safety according to Ron Rivera and so when I see some of that it, you know, there's there's voids now because you have Trey Boston got cut and has not been brought back and there's no right. clear replacement in the lineup for that now Burris played more deep because Boston wasn't good at it, and so that that answers that question partially. But you have you know Perriman is a one for one replacement for for Whitehead, and Shaq Thompson's back, obviously. So I'm not sure what the solution is in terms of how they backfill Boston's role. And does Sam Franklin come in and play some of those box slash apex snaps that Chin was playing, or do they bring in a guy like Lano Hill or? They had a one or two young guys too that they were playing, or is it just a mix? And so I'm I'm curious to see how it shakes out with with, with respect to with Chin's basket of role. You know, what is it the kind of the weight the weighting of his different roles that he has on that defense? And the last thing I would add too is that they were incapable of playing the three 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 that Phil Snow loved to show in Baylor because they had crap at corner. They could not play man coverage to save their lives. Well now they got JC Horn out there. I think we'll see more of what they want to do than we did last year. And so that's going to change some things. And I'm not sure how much uh, so I'm not here to say anybody should sell Jeremy Chin, but I, I, I have some questions as to what this is going to look like th- this year. Uh, you got um, Reddick to add to that. So you now have two guys between Reddick and Burns that they want to use as both defensive ends that can spin back and play will on occasion. And I think it's going to be a, a kind of a newfangled defense for folks that don't watch college football. And I'm really right. interested to see how it shakes out. And this is something I've been thinking about a lot in the last couple of years is you got Mark Schofield has been telling us that the three, three, three is the next base defense in the NFL. And that, um, you know, Belichick's showing some of it in new England. And now we've got Phil Snow showing it a little bit of it in, in, in the Panthers. And I'm really curious to see how that's going to affect safety production going forward, because it is not, it is not big nickel. It is something new. And with, 
guys coming from the third level screaming downhill trying to defend the run. I'm really interested to see how that affects players from an IDP standpoint. See, I think he's still going to have a big role. He's going to play a big piece. Safety coming down in the box, playing linebacker. They've got the Brian Burns, but they've also got a player like Derek Brown up front, year two, who's going to be a big factor. Now you've got that shutdown corner, quote, unquote, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, which a a lot of people don't like, but I like Dante Jackson out there. Is he your number one corner? No, but J.C. Horn was brought in to be that. When you draft him with what, the eighth mouth pick overall, clearly you're thinking he's your shutdown corner. Um, Why did you quote quote shutdown corner with J.C. Horn? You don't like J.C. Horn? I do, but a lot of people don't. I mean, this. Okay. I mean, you look at this draft class because a lot of people thought Patrick Sertain was the best corner. Some people thought that uh, J.C. Horn was the best corner. They were some people thought Greg Newsom was the best corner because of the forty time. Um, Caleb, there's Farley. one more. Who's mm-hmm. Caleb, Caleb Farley, Farley, who Tennessee drafted. You know, I think injuries kind of hurt him a little bit. Um, if you're asking me who I would take of those four, I would take Patrick Sertain. Uh, he's been in that system with Bill or Bill Belichick. Nick Saban, SEC level, has produced at a high level. I think he's ready, and you put him in Denver, I think he's ready to start now. I, I think he's ready to be an impact player now. Um, getting back to Chin, I, I just don't see his value changing a whole lot. If anything, I think it's going to be a little bit better because you're going to have Derek Brown year two, Brian Burns another year in the system. I think those guys are going to put some pressure up front, which is going to allow Chin to come down and make some tackles, make a lot of big plays. <clears throat> the question you have to ask yourself when you think about Jeremy Chin or anybody on the Panthers defense is how good do you think that offense is going to be? No better than last year. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, Darnold's the trigger man instead of Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And yeah. really, are they that much different from each other? Remains <laughs> to be seen. I mean, Darnold got Adam Gase. I don't think they're that much different. Adam Gase. <laughs> like, I was on a pod about some more big plays with <laughs> bunch of Panthers fans, and I was the wet blanket. So <laughs> they're all excited about Darnold, and I hope so. Let's be optimistic. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like I the naysayer. I'm more, like, nope. no, I could see some more big plays with Darnold, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, um, Christian McCaffrey. The potential is there. And the key, the key to this whole thing is going to be what Donald does. Right. Um, a lot of pressure on him now. And if they're deep, a 500 ball club, though, Jeremy yes. Chin's still a top five safety because there's enough tackle opportunity for him to pile up those numbers. Yes. That's the name yes. of the game is tackle opportunity. Yes. Is he in a spot to get tackles? And Because I'm not counting on him to get 10 interceptions, right? That's not his game. But if right. they're a 500 ball club or worse, does anybody here think they're better than 500? ish nine wins at best okay so there you go so Fair. the tackle opportunity is Fair. there 
and yeah. he can easily be a top five defensive back simply on the idea that he's going to get enough tackle opportunity to outpace his peers. I can dig that. Yeah. Uh, Trip, did you got one you wanted to uh, tackle off the list? Oh, I got to pull one off my own list. Uh, all right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you your own stash, bro. I was looking for the pod I was on last night so I could plug it, but that's cool. <laughs> well, make sure you do that. Make, 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 make sure you do that as well. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see. You know, the next one I'm going to tackle from a writing standpoint is the Lions defense. And so okay. um, the I'll, I'll touch on a couple of points that I got on there. One is that, you know, are we assuming that Jamie Collins is this, the full-time linebacker? And that kind of makes me sad. But, um, you know, who else could there be? And then the second thing is I was having a conversation with our boy John Macri, uh, PFF Macri, uh, on the pod last week. And he's he's got Tracy Walker as a bounce-back player. And I when I first heard his argument, I was like, yeah, I think I agree. And now I look at it more and I'm – no, I'm not feeling right. anymore. <laughs> you know, I, the thing is, it's like you, know, you look at that safety group, and it's just garbage. Who the heck's going to play deep? Walker's yeah. going to have to play deep unless Harris or, or um, you know, comes can reverse fortunes, or Dean Marlowe can come out of nowhere after being a, a reserve in Buffalo after five years. I just, gosh, this defense is go. It was bad last year, and it's going to be bad again this year. Yeah, it's uh, that, right. Matt Matt Patricia just destroyed that defense, and now they got to figure out what to do with it from here. Um, yeah, that safety group. I, I listened to that that pod. You and Macri, shout out Macri, shout out Big Nickel. Um, uh, yeah, that was uh, when you guys were talking about that safety group as a as a whole. It, I didn't realize how bad it was too until you guys were were Dean Marlowe and these you know, career backups. I'm like, Oof. yeah, um, yeah, it's a good point. Like, who's gonna play deep? Um, you know, Walker played. He had the big years when he was he was playing up in the box a lot, and he himself said he might not exactly built be built to play that much in the box. Not that he can't, but he was playing a ton up there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, yeah. it sounds like Aaron Glenn wants to use him in coverage. But well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's a great point. That safety group's rough. <laughs> Who's going to play deep? <laughs> mm-hmm. What's uh, what's your guys? T- you guys have a take at all as far as you know? Like you said, is Jamie Collins a linebacker one? So July Tavai comes in, shed some weight. Um, I'm not a big Tavai guy at all. Um, you know, Derek Barnes is there. I, I kind of like Derek Barnes out of Purdue. I, I like, you know, I, I I like the value you can get him in drafts late to see if he sticks because they're going to be really bad and they, they might as well roll the young guys out and see what what they got, right? So um, do you guys have any? I uh, love the value that you can get Derek Barnes at. Yeah. Um Jamie Collins, we know what he is. Jelani Tavai has not panned out. Jalen Reeves, Maven, you know, everything that they've got on that roster, we know what they are. So why not go with the rookie, Derek Barnes? Uh, He's played outside linebacker as that rush edge, as I hate. He's played inside linebacker for Burtu, and he's excelled at both positions for them. Um, there's a Detroit has so much overhaul right now to be done. Why not go ahead and put him on the field, see what he can do, see what he can give you. Um, now's the time. Don't wait. Don't wait two or three years down the road and say, well, let's take a look at him. No, now's the time you look at him because he has a lot of upside. He's versatile. He can play both positions inside, outside, um, and based on where you can get him in rookie drafts, 
I absolutely love him as a flyer. The guy I'm picking as a free square is Alex Anzalone. I feel sure he has yeah. a role. It's just how yeah. many snaps does he get? I doubt he's full time. But if yeah. you you know if you're taking Robert Splain and Danny Trevathan, grab Anzalone too. Yep. See what happens. Hmm. That's that's the guy I'd be leaning on. And to be truthful, this linebacking group is going to be really similar to what we've seen from the Bengals the last few years, where it's just a side of a dumpster fire. And the safeties, no matter who you've got out there, ends up being super valuable. And it sounds to me like what the Lions are going to be doing, and I can't really confirm this yet because obviously we haven't seen them practice yet, but it sounds like instead of a traditional free-strong combo, it's going to be just a two-safety left-right. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, both guys are going to get box time, and that's probably going to be Walker and Harris, I believe. That'll end up being the other safety that's out. Yeah, okay. um, mm-hmm. um, was it Will Harris? Yeah. Will yep. Harris. Okay. Will Harris, yes. I kept wanting to say Walt Harris. I'm like, no, he played for the Bears like 20 years ago. Like, Quarterback, um, <laughs> uh, not it's, it's tired, man. Grandpa needs to go to bed. Um, so, but no, there's uh, you're you're seeing two safeties that are going to be productive, and I like Anzalone out of the group. I think that's yeah. a guy that's got some demonstrated productivity. He's in a position where, again, you're not expecting to come out and be your linebacker one, right? You're going to grab him for his value. You're going to grab him because ta- tackle opportunity is going to be there. The Lions don't project to be very good you know all the same things we just talked about guys like jeremy chin and some of these other dudes right we just want him to have a shot at getting some tackles and he's a reliable guy that you can count on i love it give me him i don't mind taking either of the safeties you know i'll take whoever's cheaper yeah Yeah. and 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 make it go yeah no it's great you're all there uh i like to take into sean anzalone as well i mean he's 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 been in the league a few years. He's shown he can he can he can hang a little bit, and you know he's he's gonna have, like Trip said and, and you said Jeff he's gonna have a role. Um, and I, you know Barnes is a rookie, so I don't see him doing much early on. Maybe he surprises, maybe he doesn't. But um, yeah, I'm not a Tavai guy either. So um, yeah, yeah, take a shot. Anzalone uh, might be the only linebacker that doesn't leave the field out of that whole group. Like if you look through that whole depth chart for their linebacking group, I mean, uh, it's bad. Like it's, it's a bad group. It might be. <laughs> it's horrible. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. It's, it's not I mean, good. seriously, I'm, they're, they are, they might be as bad, if not worse than the Bengals. And the Bengals have had the worst linebackers in the league for what the last four or five years. You know what? I think they're worse than the Bengals because the Bengals have a couple of promising yeah. guys. Yeah. Young King guys. Davis Gaither, Logan Davis. Wilson, Jermaine mm-hmm. Pratt, they have some upside there. Uh, sure. I, you know, I'm with you. I think Detroit's way worse than them right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take Anzalone because he's cheap, not because yep. he's going to win you a championship. Yep. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, like it. And I, I like would it. piggyback off that. If you're in rookie drafts looking for a flyer, Dirk Barnes, jump all over him. Yep. Stash yeah. away. And yeah. that's going to be real cheap if you're doing a you know, yeah. seven-round oh, rookie yeah. draft or something. He's probably going at the end. There's probably a lot of people just passing right over him. Yeah. Daryl, you looking at the list? You got one you want to pick? No, I, I'm piggybacking <laughs> off of what you guys are doing. Go ahead. I, thought, I mean, you I mean, are killing can, it right now. Daryl hasn't posted access yet, so he hasn't seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No, I I'm – all right, well let's uh, let's let's keep no, the linebacker flow going. No, I will not acknowledge here. this listener question down here. I will not. <laughs> um, now let's keep the linebacker talk going quick. Let's talk about the Browns. Um, 
I knew you were going there. <laughs> this is such a such a tough situation to navigate, right? I mean, as far as the safeties and the linebackers and who's doing what. Um, you know, uh, JOK. You know, dynasty wise, he's he's one of the darling linebackers. Um, it's tough to project because he played the you know the the overhang role, which is always hard to project in the NFL. Because I'm, so, I'm so curious. What are you guys doing with JOK? Because I'm not a believer. I'm just not. I love the player. Um, I haven't had a chance to draft him yet because he keeps just going too high for me. Yes. And, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I'm taking him, I'm taxi squatting him the first year because I have no yeah. clue what he's going to be doing. And I'm not going to count on a position or value. Yeah. Like so, most of my leagues are blended, right? It's offense, defense. I, I'm not in. I don't think I'm in a single straight IDP league, but um, I'm in one that's pretty deep, right? Like we run out 11 IDP players, and mm. you know we have it's uh, 55 man, I think total roster when it's said and done, and uh, so it's deep enough, right? And he went at the top of the second round in our rookie draft. Now that's offensive and defensive players, and he went. I want to say it's like 14 or 15, mm. and I was like. <laughs> Yeah. Nope. So, no, if, so if I told you an average ADP, not mock drafts, but actual rookie drafts, if I told you JOK was going pick 30, are you in or are you out? 30 is good. 30. I mean, I think, I'm in, I think I'm in at 30. Mm-hmm. I think the break point for me might be around like 22, 24. I think that's about where I'm like, there's other players that I know the position and I'm not waiting. See, for I'm still kind of out. I'm still kind of out. I mean, let's face it. Miles Garrett is the dog. Mm-hmm. Now you do have Jadavion Clowney. God bless you, Cleveland. Um, I've seen one play get a man, see a man get paid three different times. Dominated that exactly. poor kid. Exactly. Yeah. He did. And, and, and for a college play, maybe one of the best plays you'll ever see in your lifetime. We still see the replay but, constantly. And all I can think of is he's, he's managed to sign three, he got three bags, three bags of money. Yeah. One play and Tennessee damn sure gave him one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still don't know that JOK is that guy outside of Garrett. Now, I guess it would kind of depend on what you got on your inside guys at linebacker, Wilson, whoever. We saw what Olivier Vernon did opposite of Garrett. With that in mind, do you think JOK will pass that because of his youth, his athleticism. Do you think that's pretty much on par for what he's going to do? Or do you think he's less than that? I mean, Vernon is kind of your, your um, measuring stick here. I know he's a little, he's a lot older, but. But he's, well, I don't think it's really a fair comparison because I don't look at JOK and see an edge rusher type player. I don't, I don't think that's how he's going to be deployed. I see a guy he's, that he's not going to be an inside linebacker or a linebacker. He's going to be an edge, right? Yeah. I mean, with the way he covers, I mean, he covered well enough in college that I think they're going to have to deploy him in a way where he's in space. I just don't know that he has the hands or the upper body strength to really be deployed as an edge. He's going to get gobbled up by tackles. Like he's a nice player. He's got stunning athleticism. He's super fast, but he's got terrible. He does, but I, but I, 
sorry to interrupt you, but I think if you're putting him in coverage, he's a liability as well. Agreed. Well, and that's part of where he's at. He's a tweener. We don't know what right. he is yet. Right. And the I kept seeing comps to Jamal Adams, and it made me kind of scratch my head a little bit because I no. remember Adams in college being much better in run in terms of taking angles. I remember him being much better in coverage. He was a true safety. JOK played linebacker and safety, and he's lining up right. on the edge. He's lining up all over the right. field, but he's not facing, you know, these 270 pound, you know, offensive tackles if he's coming off the edge or he's not just seeing a running back who's chipping him he's getting a tackle if he's coming off the edges as an nfl edge rusher it's not going to be a great fit for him he needs to be operating in space where he can go ahead and let his athleticism really sing and i don't know if cleveland's gonna give him that opportunity you have yeah you've got johnson harrison yeah what's delpit gonna be you've got you bring in anthony walker at linebacker you got Clowney. you got garrett like where where does this guy fall in and i can't figure it out and I love the kid. I loved him pre-draft. I loved him in the process because all I could see was him playing in space in kind of like that weird third safety box linebacker. Like I wanted him as in like a Jeremy Chin style role where he could just run around and hit people. Yeah, and no, that's what like he's going to be that. And he's not. That's the problem. And that's yeah. where I had to go from he's like one of my top three or four guys to, well, now he's in like the low mid-20s because – I can't trust the the role. I can't trust the landing spot. And for four years, he's going to be buried in an awkward situation where he's probably not going to put up fantasy points. Right. Yeah. It, I almost want to put him in the same category. I think he's a better player. But I want to put him in the same category as Chase on. And I can't stand Chase on. It just any excuse to talk about Chase on how much you hate him, man. Like, no, it, it has no the comparison ain't even that good, but you just want to hate on. Chase. No, no, it has nothing to do with him being. No, it has nothing to do with him being a Saxonville Jaguar. <laughs> the difference between JOK is he did it at a college level. He was able to rush the passer. Chase on wasn't. He played on a national championship team, which was widely considered the best team in college football. He couldn't rush the passer. Yeah. JOK did it as a free I runner more times than not, though. Yeah. That's the right, difference. Right. So if you're not taking yes. on blockers and you haven't figured out how to use your hands yet, like, you know, there's one guy that I like going back and watching that's kind of a similar build, similar athletic profile, and that's Sean Merriman. Uh, and you guys probably remember him. That's oh, yeah. we're reaching back a little bit, but I he thought. had a great, great first step and he had great hands. The thing of it is, is he's got the lower body of Merriman, but the upper body hasn't figured it out yet. And so if he can figure out how to use his hands, then yeah, he's going to be functional, but I don't think we're going to see that. I, I just don't know that he has the, the upper body strength. I don't know that he's got the hands in I, I really want to see him deployed differently. Like I said, I just, all of my excitement for him just got right. blown out when Cleveland took him. Hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot. I, you know, I get too much time on my hands, obviously, but it, it's, <laughs> it's part of it is this whole hybrid role that we hear a lot. We've heard it with Isaiah Simmons. We, it's people have not heard it about other guys that it exists for like Hakeem Davis Gaither. And, and then, then now there's several, hybrid guys that are being quote transferred to linebacker <laughs> across the league. And it's like, what does that really mean? I just, I, it's, it's like, it's, I've been thinking about that a lot. And <laughs> you, you look at the linebacker staff, oh, I think Jeff, you mentioned this, 
is that um, you know Sorry, what is Trent, like, so line as a linebacker? Uh, well, you know, I talked to uh, Macri about this or DM'd him a bit on the on uh, on Twitter, and he and a a snap a player that is nine yards behind the line of scrimmage outside the tackle, not way outside, but a little outside the tackle, is being classified as a linebacker by PFF. And it seems to be consistent with like what coaches are calling linebacker, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are saying that that is a linebacker role. And when I think about like uh, Joe Woods' defense, you got two IDLs, two edges, two corners, two safeties, and then there's three guys just floating around in this big void in the middle. And he's talking about wanting to – have you know what, what he's talking about being, being relying more on safeties than he did last year because you know he had Andrew Sadeo last year, which you know, they might as well have me out there that right, but, <laughs> much more fun. and so now they've invested a lot in the safety position and they have also brought in um JOK. And so I think it's really interesting to think well, what does that mean? What is the what is the mesh point between a safety and a linebacker in that defense, or are they just overlapping and we can call one and we're just too long up as. As um, you know, thinking about these terms that were invented a hundred years ago, back in the days of leather helmets, about what these guys are. Now, from a IDP standpoint, the problem with JOK, he's going to get a linebacker tag, and he's going to play possibly too much apex, too far away from the ball to really be a, a compiler. So that's a problem. But going back to Chris Harris's idea of the, what he calls the fascist email and keeping people on point. What's interesting to me about JOK, what could change my opinion of him is does he look like he's fitting at linebacker on, on the team and everything I've heard out of camp has been positive and you hate to put too much stock in that, but you're kind of waiting for someone to say, yeah, he doesn't fit those red flags. They talked about in the draft, the reasons he slid are real. And if you hear that, then you're like, yeah, you're out. But if everything is positive, then it, it just gets more and more interesting because the guys they have out there ahead of him, Talkie Talkie and Wilson and and Walker, those guys are not, you know, those guys aren't, there's, those guys are all holdovers from the previous regime. None of them look like right. long-term actors. And they're trotting mm-hmm. JOK out there with Jacob Phillips, who was a guy they drafted with a third-round pick, and it was a project and, uh, to some extent as well. If those two guys develop rapport on the second team in the preseason, what if both of them get elevated and start, earlier middle of the season and and they really start to look like the answer because those guys are the upside players and so they're i'm a little more interested in jok than i was right off the draft right off the draft i'm like yeah i'm out i'm not getting them anywhere but i'm a little more interested than i was i i think that's a great point and i'm in the same boat as you with jok i want to see the reports of him you know like transitioning while the playing off ball or wherever they're going to use them because those like we were talking earlier like it's hard to project guys that played his role in college you know like sure he's got the tweener size he was the, the one thing is if you watch the highlight tape of jok you would see a guy who plays phys- like he, he he's a he hits hard he's a he, for his size he plays physical as hell he brings it um mm-hmm. you know he's fast he closes well but like i want to see the reports that you know he He's building a rapport with uh, Jacob Phillips, and he's they like what they're seeing, and maybe maybe a little bit more uh, detail how they plan on using them, and that would uh, you know, that would change my opinion as well. I think that's a great point, Trip, and that's that's where I'm at with JOK too. I want to hear the right things coming out that you know because I'm just worried how they're going to use them, and I you know I I don't expect you know to I, right now I don't expect him to be a startable asset this year, mm-hmm. um, unless that that would be the thing that changes my mind that like. You know, that, I think that's a great point. So it's going to be uh, – camp's going to be big for that situation for sure. Yeah. Just one note, Anthony Walker was actually added by this administration. Oh, he just signed right. a one-year deal this year. But he's you're talking about a 26-year-old kid, and if 
if he can play, you know, he'll stay kind of a thing. They just did him a ton of money to throw at him. So he got a one year, $3 million deal. Um, but I think he starts for them, right? He's to got to. The beginning, yeah, the beginning. Mean, yeah. He, yeah. He's really not a slouch player. I mean, yeah. yeah, he done damn well in Indianapolis. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they like Bobby I mean, Okereke. So, they let him walk, so. Right. right. Yeah. Which, yeah. which I'm not hating that, but right. You you put Walker in Cleveland, who's beating him out. I don't think anybody is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I just wonder if the one year deal was done on purpose. If they were thinking, hey, we can take JOK here, we can get Walker on a one year, and we're going to try and groom him up to be the next guy. Well, well a- you got you got to keep in mind the salary cap drop 18, mm-hmm. 20 million. Yep. So you're looking for cheap options. Sure. You sign him for a one-year deal. He plays his ass off. Right. Next year, this is going to jump 20, 25 million at least. You know, and for Walker, he's thinking, you know what? I'm worth every penny of this. I'll take this gamble. I'll play for you. I'm yep. hitting the payday next year. I think it's a win-win for both Cleveland and him. Uh, I don't think anybody on Cleveland is better than what Walker is. I mean, I think that's a huge win. Yeah, agreed. I just wonder, like I said, none of those guys are really the long-term answer. And so if I'm Cleveland and I'm thinking salary cap-wise, why not give him a two- or three-year deal at his age because he's young and he's still kind of in that prime area of his career? What is Walker? 20 what? 26. Uh, 26. 26. So you're talking about a kid in his prime – and why not give him two or three years? You can push the guaranteed money back, and they could have made a play to bring back Sheldon Richardson. But they didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they're speaking with their wallet in some ways, where they're saying, hey, look, we got all these guys short right. for the rookie. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's the plan. And if that's the plan, JOK's value goes through the roof, right? Because you're going to have a ton of tackle opportunity. He's going to be able to play in coverage a little bit. We're going to see him deployed more like how he was at Notre Dame, minus the edge rushing. You know, you get to start seeing right. more of that IDP opportunity. But that's you're being speculative now. And so at what point are you willing to take that risk in your draft? And I think for me, that break point where I'm looking for the upside is at that kind of 20 to 24 mark. And that's why I'm like, eh, all right, you know, throw the dart. I'm good with it. Right. But, uh, you know, if I'm taking him where, like I saw in my blended league, you went at like 14 or something. No, way too high. He was like a third defensive player off the board. And so, I was yeah. like, get out of Quick here. question. If you can get Walker as your LB3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm fine super, with that. Yeah. I mean, if you can get him as your LB3, you super hyped. You think, I mean, okay, like, that's that's where like I Chip was said BJ Goodson was usable at times last year. Right. I'm, I'm pretty certain that Anthony Walker, I'm for sure Anthony Walker is a better player in that situation. So me I'm, too. I, I think if you can get LB if you can get Anthony Walker as your LB3, you gotta be freaking ecstatic with yeah, that. Solid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not mad about that at all. You know, right. I, I like the player. And again, we talk about a lot of these guys, right? And it's like, hey, right. this, this isn't Darius Leonard out here, but dude, this is a functional player. It's going to get you scored. <laughs> right. I got one more uh, linebacker. I know we're talking linebackers a lot, but I was actually uh, was going to try to write an article on it, but I didn't get time. Was the Broncos um, linebacker situation? And Tripp's got in here. Is Easy Josie cow. Jewel- Easy cow. I don't want to hate on your Hawkeye here, but is Josie Jewel in trouble? Oh, and that God. is a. That is a question I've been pondering as well because I'm a, a, a known Justin Strenad fan from last year. Um, I liked him coming out of Wake Forest. 
Um, unfortunately, he got injured, and he was, you know, making some buzz right. in camp because I like Stranad because he's a long, lanky cover linebacker. Um, he ran a four seven forty, but I, he plays faster from what I saw. And um, I think he has coverage capabilities that I didn't think Jewel or AJ Johnson necessarily had. When you play in a division with Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, I thought here is a path for this guy, even though he's a fifth round pick, to maybe when he's you know all this positive news is coming out to maybe get on the field, you know because if they can't hold up, there's a guy that is worth a shot. He's six three, long arms, and he and he moves well. Um, and then they you know uh, Baron Browning obviously is the uh, the, the one of the hyped up rookie linebackers. A lot of people are big on him. Um, you know, and Jewel last year, you know, he, he graded out okay. And um, I know that they they had said they wanted to add some speed to that unit. Browning definitely brings that. I think he's got things to learn before he's ready. So I guess what would change my opinion right now is I think Josie Jewel and AJ Johnson are the starters. I think AJ Johnson's role is pretty solid there. I, I I I think he's he's gonna. He's My gonna question be the main would guy. be: Is how high are you all on Browning? Well, that's the thing. So Josie, I, I would just say I got those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would uh, I would project those two as the starters. I think uh, Trip has it. I know. So I. I got Jewel and AJ Johnson starting off as as the starters. The thing that would change my mind is Browning actually getting on the field because he's been hurt, and I think he's got things to learn, and he would have to take major steps in training camp and get all this news to break the starting lineup. And I'm not quite sure how they're going to use him because he can't rush the passer, so they might mix him off the edge as well and inside. sounds like they want to use him inside. Well, how much do you really want to rush the passer when you have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, though, mm-hmm. they have a track record exactly. to do with that. AJ Johnson led all off-ball linebackers yes. and blitzes per PFR yes. last year, and, and that was something he did. VFL, VFL, VFL. Pro Football Reference. No VFL. <laughs> What's that? Falls for life, baby. All right. <laughs> come on, come on, trip. Get with the program, baby. <laughs> I died a little on the inside. <laughs> I can't. I can't even with you people. You're all fired right now. Oh, this is, this is the clip that goes on the Facebook school, yeah. school district. Page. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys? What do you? What do you feel? Uh, the trip. What do you think? AJ Johnson, Josie Jewell to start the year. What you know? Yeah, it would have to be something you would see in week three of the preseason where or yeah. gotta be right. Now. I mean, I, I guess there's three preseason games, but yeah, it has to be that so called dress rehearsal game where you see yeah. that they're right. clearly taking him off the field early in the game to have an opinion change on Josie Jewell. I think he's relatively safe, but you know, it's not a guy that I'm excited about. I mean, I like Anthony Walker, I think there's some risk that he loses the job sometime in the middle of the year or at least right. or at least loses a full time role. At some point in the season, so I think there is some downside risk there. But other than that, I'm, it's not it's not right. a, not a big high on my radar um, camp battle. Right, right. How about you, Jeff? The makeup of the Broncos roster is just so interesting to me. So, in order to diagnose the defense, I like to figure out what the offense is doing. Can they score? Like, what are they going to be doing on that side of the ball? And that's a team that doesn't look like they're going to run the ball especially well. I don't care about Javante Williams. Yeah, he's a nice player or whatever. But I don't. this doesn't project as a team that's going to beat you with the run. They're going to come out here, and I think they're going to try and spread you out and whip it all over the yard. I don't care if it's Locke or Bridgewater or if they make a trade for Aaron Rodgers or, or you know bring Joe Montana out of retirement. It doesn't really matter. Like They're going to try and whip it around the yard. So I'm thinking to myself, they added Patrick Sertain. He doesn't – 
he doesn't appear to be the number one guy right now in terms of being one of their corners. You got Kyle Fuller, right? He's going to be out there. You got Ronald Darby's going to be out there. You got Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons. Is this team about to go, come out here and run a four-two-five on us? Because their D line just frankly isn't that good. I mean, is that what we're yeah. going to see? Where their base is going to be basically nickel, and we're going to see Sertan lined up in the slot because he actually tackles pretty well for a corner. I'm speculating. I don't know. I'm, I'm making this up. Yeah. I have no idea. Right. I'm no, I'm like, with you. I just I don't know that Sertan's not one of their starting outside corners, though. I mean, I Fuller's mean, clearly. They signed Fuller. Right. And Darby's been a reliable guy for him. I don't think they're going to yank him off the field. He's not exciting. I don't think. I don't think they'll yank Darby off the field, but I think you got to go with the upside with Sertain here. But are you better served to have three corners out there as opposed to that the D line they've got? Like that D line's not great. Like I mean, we're thinking about what you got: Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, and Shelby Harris in a in a three man front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, know, you yeah. can jam Shelby Harris in the middle of that, right? You can run a 4 2 right. and you can run Jones Harris with Chubb and Miller coming off the edges, right? There right. you go. And yeah. you go ahead and you put your, your two linebackers, which we've already discussed. Then you've got Fuller, Darby, Sertainer on the field with Jackson and Simmons over the top. Is that not their most talented lineup? That's fully what I expect to see play the majority of the snaps, yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know, because this, again, I'm just trying to look at the makeup of the roster and I'm looking at him like, well, if I'm the Denver Broncos, yeah. Nick Fangio's got to be getting, he's inching closer to the hot seat. If they don't get something done soon, he's, he's right. a dead man walking. So why not get your first round pick on the field and why not right. put yourself in a position to play with Kansas City, who's going to throw it all over the yard, to go ahead and play with, you know, I almost said San Diego, good grief, Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> who are going to throw it all over the yard. And, uh, you know, in the Raiders, you got Henry Ruggs. He's probably going to be due for an uptick. You got Waller as a man. You know, the, the Raiders will run it a little bit, but I don't think Josh Jacobs really scares anybody in terms of, you know, he's not yeah. Henry, right? So it's just a different mode of thinking. And we're at a point in the preseason where we don't really know yet, right? I want to see a couple practices. I want to see a preseason game or two before I get too excited about what's going on at linebacker. Because I think the makeup of that defense is going to dictate how soon we see a guy like Browning and what happens with Jewel. Because if you've only got two backers on the field, the opportunity just shrank a lot. And you're seeing a lot of the, you're seeing a lot more of that big nickel. Right. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, I'm on uh, Tom Kislingberry's material. You might know him at Tom Kislingberry on Twitter, and he has this thing oh, yeah. on his pinned tweet. And one of the pieces of it is that he's got all the personnel packages, or at least several of the ones broken down by percentage. And so his top personnel package run by the Broncos last year was a 425 nickel 48% of the time. So, and, oh. and now part of this because they were bad. You know, <laughs> we were in more this decision. It's not quite so bad. That a boy, Jeff. That a boy. Fine <laughs> squirrel, man. Every now and again. Love it. Broken clocks right twice a day. <laughs> but it does fit. I mean, like I said, I was just kind of following the money, following the draft picks, and that's what the story it was mm-hmm. telling me. So that's where I almost wonder – are the Broncos linebackers going to be something we're investing heavily in, or are we sticking with the edge and defensive backs? And so that might be the spot where you're sitting here late in your draft and you're like, man, I got to really fill this cornerback spot and I don't want to have to do that. Well, let me go ahead and take Sertain and, you know, cause at least mm-hmm. he tackles like he can man press. He can get on the outside. He comes out of the Saban system, which is, you know, effectively a glorified Patriot system. So, you know, the guy can tackle. He wouldn't be on the field. Right. And he's got a hell of a pedigree. His dad was a great corner for you know a decade for the Dolphins. So, I mean, 
it, there's no reason not to invest in a player like that. I'm really unsure about the linebackers. I don't think I have anything intelligent to add to that group. I think you guys already kind of hit it all on the head. But that's something I'd be looking for if I'm drafting defensive players from the Broncos. Right on. Um, do you guys uh, want to pick one off the list? Since I keep picking linebackers. <laughs> yeah, somebody else has to take over. You're done. You're fired. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, man. You stole my sentence. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, I already know I'm fired, so I was just like, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. If I, know, I, got fi- I got fired by Jeff, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a first. You know, it, I don't even work here. <laughs> you know, I fire Kyle every week. But the, the fact that somebody else is firing Kyle and they don't even work here, that's legit right there. That's straight fire. I'm going to have to take a long look in the mirror here after Yeah, yeah you, you might have to. You feel so at home that I, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. No, it's probably warranted. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Here's one. So this is near and dear to my heart because I don't think it's true. Nick Bosa, 100%. And I'm going to call this at one. And I don't think he is. I'm out. Out. Yeah, I'm 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 out on that, and I'm a Niners fan. I'm looking at that, and I'm like, yes. I think we're a year away from seeing full Nick Bosa, like real ACLs. Yeah, people get back in nine months, but usually it's that second year where guys really mm-hmm. kind of are back. And for a guy that relies on explosion, you know, turning speed to strength or speed to power, and being able to bend and twist the way he does, I don't know that it's all there. And, and I, I, I really have concerns about that as a 49ers fan. I mean, I'm, I would hope somebody's going to talk me off the ledge, but I, I don't think y'all are. Well, <laughs> it, it, it ain't going to be me, I promise you. Yeah. No, I think uh, you made a great point about it being the next year where they usually kind of get back to form. So, you know, like uh, you want to hear in camp that, you know, he looks explosive, looks like his old self before you start thinking he's closer to 100%. Um, and a lot um, of the camp stuff's fluff too, right? Like Sure, like, oh, exactly. Everyone's great in camp. Everyone's in the best shape of their life. It's yeah. all this like fluffy garbage. And then in week three, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, he's been freaking broken since July. The question's on here because you want to see it in the, quote, dress rehearsal game of the preseason, right? you got to see yes. him out there. Yes. You know, defenders, it's not like offense for the quarterbacks out there with the first string for two drives. Defense, the first string defense will be out there for probably uh, certainly one half, maybe more than one half of a football game. And if he's out there with the first team defense and he looks like himself, then I'm interested. Uh, Bosa was hurt week two of last year, which is mid-September. And ACL is typically 12 to 13 months recovery time, if I recall correctly. And so he's close to that. And so I'm not one to, to – I'll be fading him a little bit in rankings because I, I'm one to worry about compensatory injuries a little bit. But I'm not knocking him down much. So where are you willing to draft him? I mean, like in terms of DLs, like is he like top five, top seven, top 12? Like where where do you expect to take him? Because I really don't know how to value him well, right now. Are, are, are you saying DL or are you saying DN? Because there's a difference to me. Let, let's go DN. See, for me, that's a big change. If you're okay. if you're saying D end, I'm pushing him up. I wanted to hear a better number, so I went D end. If you say <laughs> D end, I'm taking him top five. It's to be expected. Yeah, but you're doing that with a degree of risk, right? So you're saying, okay, well, I'm not risk averse. I'm going to take him as a top five guy, and if he doesn't look right in the dress rehearsal, I may have just smoked a early pick, right? I mean, you're. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Well, let me. Put I'm also looking at the depth of the position too at DN. Sure. 
I mean, I, I think you got to take that into account. If you're saying, uh, I hate it. If you're saying DL is a broad stroke, I think his value drops a lot. I'm talking like a lot into the 20s, a lot into the teens. Like, what's a lot? If you're saying DL, I'm saying top 15. Okay. I think it's fair. D end, I'm probably putting him top five, top seven. Easy. Okay. In those Trip leagues where I have in those leagues where I have to where I'm playing DLs, it's usually because there are three DLs required. And because of that, that increases scarcity of the premium pass rushers to me. And so to me, I bump him up a little bit in that league versus the conventional position league where it's one DT and two DEs. Now, the where I bump him down some is if it's true position and he's an edge. And then that's a little different because he's now yes. we're putting him out yes. there with Khalil Mack and Zedarius Smith, and that's a different ball game. And I'm using MFL position designations as my um, barometer for these. I don't I don't play a ton on sleeper. I can't deal with all these double designations. I, I, <laughs> then, <laughs> I go back and look at my list, and I, there are to me in Dynasty a clear top seven DNs, and they are Garrett Young. Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Daniil Hunter, Montez Sweat, and Brian Burns. So I will not put Joey. I will not put Joey ahead of him. No way. No way. My question is: is you know, uh, Jeff asked, is he top five? So is he last in that group? Who who did you say? Daniil Hunter, no. Garrett, no. Who was the others? So I got my top seven in Dynasty in no particular order are Garrett, Young, both Bosa's, Hunter. Sweat and burns in dynasty, that is. And so sweat's got to be below him for redraft, if that's the question in my mind. But I y'all could disagree. Redraft, maybe dynasty, no. Wow. Uh, I would take mm-hmm. Nick over Joey. Um just valuing the age there. Yeah. Okay. I, I would you know take that- I would take Nick over Brian Burns as well. I think so Montez Sweat is top five. Montez right. Sweat is a gold mine. Mm-hmm. So you like Sweat better than Bosa? Interesting. Over Nick, um, I think it's very close. Okay. Um, just because of what Montez Sweat has done and who, who he block? has. Who who do you exactly. block? Play Washington? Exactly. I don't even know. Like I, <laughs> I, I, if I was an offensive coordinator having to you know game plan against those guys, I think I would just yeah. say. Coach, hey, I'm going to pack it up this week. I'm going fishing. Yeah. Bron, I mean, you you yeah, literally fine. have Deron Payne. Yeah. You you literally have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. That's your front four. Mm-hmm. Who the hell do you block, and what do you do with it? I'm running three tight end sets, and two of those guys. Are packing. <laughs> right. well, back in the day, man, blocking exactly. the just run double tight ends the whole freaking time. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I think Nick All is right for a me. much better All player right. than Joey. <laughs> He'll counter Trey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> counter Trey. Yeah. 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 I think I think Nick is a much better player than jo- Joey. Um. You hate the Bosa's, but you really hate Joey Bosa, hey? Well, you, you know, know what? Dan used to tell me, hey, the Bosa's or somebody related to them is going to come knocking on your yes. door. Yes, I'm, he used to. You know what? I'm willing to give them my address if they want to come down here. I wouldn't. 
That sounds like a terrible idea. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. No, that's a great idea. <laughs> If, if they want to show up on my doorstep, I'll give you the address. I ain't scared. I just Joey Bosa might be out a week because he's going to have badly bruised knuckles from beating yeah. your face. He's <laughs> 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 oh this week with broken hands. Yeah. He broke his hand and the crap out of you. Kyle's provoking me. He'll have badly bruised something. It won't be his knuckles, I promise you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh dear! All right. <laughs> this is your fault, Kyle. It all is all your fault. All, all of this. This actually all started with you. It was. It did. Did it not? That's <laughs> putting them right there. I'm putting them out there on front street for everybody. Hour forty six in, bro. You were good, and you missed the singing, and the, and it was yeah. really glorious. And I'm going to bring it up. What the singing is that you keep talking about? I have oh, no yeah. idea. I well, I mean, if you would have invited me into the show sooner, I might have just sung along with you, but you didn't let me. So it was, you know, hey, I we can't really hit the joined late, man. I was here, <laughs> I was doing my thing, and I'm just I beat so everybody like, else. I, I mean, what? <laughs> you know, you, you did. You did beat everybody. You know what? And my co-host, I'm disappointed in him right now because he's just what <laughs> dead last. We had two guests, and both guests beat him joining. It's oh a fair God. point. <laughs> I apologize, guys. You're in such a time. So you're an hour behind. Us. You, so and you just, so an y'all hour know, <laughs> just so y'all know, I got Tesla. Playing in the background here. Nobody can hear it but me, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm all right. right. Great for bad company, so you're good. Let's not get on bad co. Come on now. Come on. Now. Tri- see, trip. Th- this this will get you banned right here. That shit will get you banned, bro. <laughs> you got to give me the. <laughs> And see, Jeff's my boy down here. I'll, I'm liking Jeff right now. It, oh. it comes and goes. Don't worry. You'll hate me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Trip's like, I already hate this guy. He's, yeah, he's like, he's like I'm out. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hmm. Don't matter what happens on the show. Kyle's getting blamed for anything that goes wrong. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I usually I usually deserve it. That's, what? That's all right. You do deserve it. I'll let you, you know shoulder what? that blame. You know, I wish I could put I wish I could put up a GIF right now. Because you're better in this, Kyle. I know. I know. You're, that you're that uh that, it was made specifically for me. It was, you know, it's like it's like there's a golden halo over that GIF. It's like woo. <laughs> I'm gonna be looking forward to that on the thread when we share this yeah. thing out on the on, oh, on the Twitter. Worry, I'll tag you in our chat. I will show you the GIF 101 of all GIFs ever. I love it. I'm excited. I can't wait. It's oh, it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, it is. Great. I, I will hand it to you. Uh, so Nick Bosa, we think he's a great DN. So uh, we're, gonna take him. we're fine with it. All right. Okay. All right. I feel better about it. Thanks, guys. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Therapy session for fans. Huh? That's what we're here for. Huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I feel like, you know, we're at a meeting. I just introduced myself. You know, it's like, hi, I'm Jeff. I, I really need Nick Bosa to be better and not dead. 
That's right. Uh, <laughs> you guys the ground's gonna open up beneath me when I die. That's there's not gonna be any time. It's gonna get sucked right down the hole to hell. It's... <laughs> this is what happens when we have a two hour show. Sorry, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, it's, this this is par for the course. This is how we roll, man. <laughs> this is how we roll for sure. Oh shoot. Oh man, I don't even know where to go from here. Um well, it's almost midnight. You want to do one more call tonight? Sure. Yeah. Let me hear your thoughts on Cardinals. I, you know, this the conventional uh, wisdom all over the bird app is that they're oh, they're just a three-four and it's all good. And Watts going to play three-four and like I still don't believe it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I did, well, I'm curious as what y'all think. We talk, um, Jeff. You don't know the background here. Me and, and Kyle and Dar- and, and Daryl talked uh, last time I was on, or maybe a couple times ago, about the possibility they're just going to be four-three base and just mm-hmm. roll with it. And I don't know. I'm just I'm curious if you got a good football mind. You've you've impressed me to hear tonight. What you think? I actually think it's gonna be multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see a lot of kind of position agnostic kind of play going on here. I see JJ Watt kind of standing up on the edge. I see him with his hand in the dirt. I think I think he's gonna get moved around a little bit. The idea of having him and Chandler Jones on opposite sides of each other and just pinning their ears back getting after the quarterback is way too enticing to not have guys moving around. Uh, you've also got some other chess pieces like Isaiah Simmons can play a little bit of all over, you know, Zayvon Collins, talented kid. I think we all like him, but the DUI is a little, you know, kind of raises some eyebrows, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got Jordan Hicks was given a permission to seek a trade, which apparently he hasn't made anything <laughs> happen with that. I think he's stuck there or he's, he's a cap casualty. Um, you know, my assumption is actually they said, hey, you can seek a trade and then they're going to hit him at the end of the preseason and say, hey, you can restructure your deal or we're going to turn you loose. Because they're they owe him nothing when he's gone, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be more position agnostic as opposed to being four three or three four. We're gonna see a lot of this kind of like blended defense. We see a bunch of guys kind of standing up, uh, like two down linemen sort of thing. But uh, again, we don't we don't know. They added personnel. And what story are they trying to tell us? Right? It's kind of like we looked at Denver's situation. It's like okay, we can kind of see the story with Arizona. It's a little tougher because um, JJ can play. I don't know if I trust him as a stand-up edge rusher all the time. Mm-hmm. He's big enough, strong enough. He can be a, a down lineman in a three-four. I, I just I don't understand the rest of their roster moves to put a clean picture together. I guess. Well, one of my issues is that you know Corey Peters got hurt and he played nose there forever and he's not back. So who plays zero tech now? Is right. You know, yeah. Lucky Fotu or Rashard Lawrence? Are they ready to play zero tech? Is that what they are? Uh, Jordan Phillips. Nobody's talking about him at all. They brought him in on a big free agent contact a contract, and the idea I think is that he would play three tech. Well, none of this fits together very well. I'm just really right. kind of struggling with with what it does, and the idea that we're going to see Watt at three tech on a significant basis just seems to be almost counterintuitive, but um, a lot of folks seem to think that. Either that or they don't realize that the Cardinals are going to play a fair bit of nickel and have to pinch two guys in. I have to punch an inch in. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I almost wonder if they could figure out a way, if they put Watt in a three-tech, right, if they drop mm-hmm. him in there and they get Marcus Golden playing over his outside shoulder, um, who are you going to block? Mm-hmm. you going to let Watt beat your tackle or are you going to let Marcus Golden get you around the edge? And that could create some interesting matchups. But again, you could even put the two of them standing up next to each other and you force a team to have to either, you know, shade their entire O-line and shade their scheme that way. Or you're going to have to leave your back in the backfield chipping on Watt or on Golden 
you know, there's I think there's some stuff that's going on there where they're playing the edges. Yeah, I don't love their interior D linemen. I mean, it, what do you have? You got Lucky Fotu, you got Rashard Lawrence, and I don't Xavier think that's their strength, though, right? It, I mean, Jordan Phillips is not, I mean, these are a bunch of players, but who's going to be the, the zero tech is the big question. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, who's going to be there. Cause it's going to be Zach Allen on the other side that, I mean, we all agree on that. Right. Like, I think we feel good about Zach Allen as the, the opposite I down do. line. Man. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if that's, so that's not the question, right. Then we need to figure out zero and then is what the opposite three tech. And if that's the case, then you've got golden and Chandler Jones standing up. And you're going to put Golden next to Watt. You're not going to stack and up I, Chandler. I think that's your case. I, I mean, I think that's where you're at. For me, I think I think that's where you're at. And then you're going to have Zayvon Collins, Isaiah, um, shoot, Simmons. Simmons, Simmons, Isaiah Simmons. That's going to be your two piece behind it because you got Buda Baker back there on the back end. That makes sense to me. It really does. Yeah, Zach, Zach Allen is. Don't you think Zach Allen is almost the most underrated piece in this whole defense? Mm. Let me give in you a couple way. stats real quick here. I this is Zach Allen's. They got some new stuff on PFF that I really like. DL alignment snap counts. This is for the season: fifteen in the A gap, forty-nine in the B gap, one hundred sixty-four over tackle, and two hundred seventy-five outside. Mm. So. And then you add Watt, who who has had even more disproportionately snaps outside last year, obviously with a different team. And it does not scream that either of these guys are going to play 400 snaps at three tech this year. And so it Mm -hmm. just, you know, I just don't think they have enough IDLs to run a three, four base with any consistency or any regularity at all. And so I'm really struggling with this. Well, that's why I wonder if they just run two down. But don't you think Leaky Foto and Jordan Phillips is your two inside guys? Well, yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of curious as to where this is headed. So, but then that's this case. Then that's fine. That means Watts on the edge, and is Allen, I guess, on the edge, or is Allen being phased out? Um, You know, because you have. um, um, I think it's kind of Watts. I almost cool. think it's Watson Allen with Foto and Phillips in the middle. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have Chandler Jones. Uh, help me, Zach Allen mm-hmm. with Zayvon Collins, Isaiah in the middle. I mean, with Budo on the back. You got to find a way to put your best eleven on the field, and I think that's part of your best eleven. Right. Yeah, I, maybe I your that. maybe your interior guys, Phillips, Foto, maybe those are kind of a rotational thing. There's no way that JJ Watt is rotational. He starts day one. I actually think he might be rotational. If you think really? about his agent, his injury history, I wonder if he's going to be I get it, but 100% of the snaps. Maybe he's in there for 70% of the snaps. They're going to rest him. Rotate- Who's he rotating with? I'm not disagreeing, but who do you think he's rotating with? Well, if what you're saying is right with all those interior D linemen and he's out there on the edge, it's Marcus Golden. Yeah. And so, but, but again, we don't know because they've got a bunch of these kind of like second rate kind of interior D linemen. And so it makes you wonder, like if I'm running the Cardinals defense, what I'm desperately trying to do is figure out how I create a mismatch. 
like, what am I going to do to force you into changing your offensive scheme around my defense? Right. Isaiah Simmons doesn't shed blocks well as an inside backer. We know that he's still a little slim. He's heavy enough, but he's still kind of slim. He's got a lanky frame, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got Collins. That's why you brought him in to be that girthy other linebacker, kind of like your Jordan Hicks type, right? Now you've got to figure out your D line around them. And it's like, well, I got Watt. You know, he's 300 and something pounds, can bench press a house, but he's probably only going to play 10 games. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's where he is now in his career. Like, we know what he is. And, and then I've got Jordan Phillips, who I gave a little bit of money to. I've got Zach Allen. I've got a bunch of these guys, and I'm like, you know what? I probably only got two guys that can put their hand in the dirt for 45 snaps a game. So maybe that's we're running like two down linemen, and maybe neither of them's a zero. You know, maybe you're just sticking them both over the top of the guards and let them two gap their way to, to success. Yeah, and then you head run, out, yeah, let them, yeah, let them head up, and then go Watt and Allen out there as your D ends, and they can stand or be hand down depending on the linebacker alignment, right? And then you can run Golden to the outside of Watt, Jones to the outside of Allen, and you let the two middle linebackers stack up. It's interesting. And, and because now what I'm going to force you to do is I'm going to force you into picking a gap. And so if you're going to double down on one of my interior D linemen, my linebackers can flow to your home and blow your whole play up. You're, you're on read and react in the middle. Those guys are basically on, you know, you're running QB read type plays for those guys. That's all they're doing is spying. You know, who's your key? Simmons has got the running back, you know, Collins has got the quarterback, maybe vice versa, who knows, but that's what they do. And if it's a pass play, they drop into hook zone. So it's so like, it, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. I, no, I just like, ahead. I'm going to off the top of my head here. Like this is just me looking at their roster thinking about, okay, well, this is how I probably try to deploy him. And then I'm letting Chandler Jones pin his ears back and same with Marcus golden coming off the edges. I'm going to force you on passing downs to work inside the pocket. And so if I'm looking at, you know, Trey Lance is suddenly playing quarterback for the Niners or Russell Wilson up there in Seattle, I want to pin you in. I don't want you running around and making plays and doing stuff. I'm fast enough in the middle with my two young backers, and I'm going to get after you with two experienced, proven pass rushers off the edge. And I've got enough beef up front where I can at least make it tough and close some gaps. That might be the ticket. Yeah, that's – that's good stuff. We're talking this out. It's uh, so a I'm lot of possibilities. Thought, and this just popped in my brain, and this is where I go crazy. Sure. And this, this is free and eve, y'all. <laughs> Dynasty, Collins or Simmons? Simmons. For me, it's for me, it's a no-brainer. I want Simmons. I just love the upside of guys that can play. Why? I just Why? like. He profiles I'm, I'm as a sideline, sideline player. For me, it's Collins. Really? Okay. You like the the girth and the the, the straight up traditional tackling ability? I do, but he he gives you so much big play. Mm, I mean, yeah. I mean, tell I me where I'm wrong. I mean, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. But tell me where I'm wrong. I don't think you are. I think it's a matter of personal preference, right? So both guys can play. I don't think there's any conversation about that. For me, personally, what do I want? I'm, and I think I've shown this with all the other picks I've made so far throughout the night, is I want that guy that can drop back and cover damn near anybody. It doesn't matter what down it is or what the game script says. This guy has a chance to get me fantasy points on any given snap. I'm not saying Collins okay. can't. I'm just saying that Simmons can actually cover a wide receiver downfield because he runs 4-3. Okay, I'll, g- I'll give you this. Simmons better in coverage than Collins. Right. But so Collins more is no slaps. 
he's he's probably he's probably going to get you more interceptions over the length of their career. Probably more passes defense. Probably won't get as many tackles. I love what Collins is going to get me in terms of solo tackles. I think he's going to play behind the line more often. I think there's a lot more benefit to that depending on your league scoring type and kind of where you're headed. You know, I like both players, but I just love the athleticism of Isaiah Simmons. And man, I just love watching him fly around like a heat seeking missile and, and get stuff done. Personal where, preference. Where would you rank the two as far as pass rush? Oh, if we're getting after the quarterback. I don't know that they're going to deploy. Because you're, because you're giving Collins. Shoot, you're giving Simmons the coverage ability. Yeah. You're giving well, Collins probably the tackle ability. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's give this third dynamic pass rush. Where are we going here? Only because of the, the scheme I think they're going to be in. It's probably got to be Collins. But I don't know that either guy is getting after the quarterback. I don't know that that's the way they're going to run it. I think they're going to let these guys play the middle of the field versus get after the quarterback. You know, my, I almost want to agree with you. But here's my one issue with Simmons, and it's not that I don't love him because I think he's super talented, can do everything, played safety, corner, linebacker for Clemson. I think he's uber talented. It's that the number 48 is a stupid number and you hate it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's almost the. It's almost that Arizona doesn't know what to do with him. They don't know where to play him. They don't know where he's best at. Collins, you know, he's a different type player, but you know what you're getting with him. He's that big linebacker, but damn it to hell, man. What have you seen a linebacker his size that can do what he does? Isn't that the uh, I mean, way This is this is a, this is a serious <laughs> debate I'm having. Do watch it. Do watch it. Brandon Jacobs is that the concern? Oh, isn't he kind of the Brandon Jacobs of linebackers? I just, <laughs> you know, it's like he's such an outlier. Just that's hard yeah. to put a chip on that. But then again, yeah. Simmons is an outlier, but in a diff- different way. I'm, they, neither of these guys are. I, I'm. These, they, I, I mean, don't have tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I'm them. asking. This is a legit question that I've yeah. been asked. Simmons or Collins? That's a good question. Uh, It is, and it's tough. I love love Simmons coming out of college, but I almost like Collins better than Simmons because I think there's, I think there's a more defined role for him. I think there's a better fit for him as far as fantasy goes, right? I don't know. I mean, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I, I don't think you are. Maybe y'all see something I'm not seeing. Here's the hang-up. We've got to evaluate two players in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And this is on a defense that has its key players are aging. J.J. Watt isn't going to be around in three years. Chandler Jones probably won't right. be around in three years. Marcus Golden's like 31 right. or 32 years old. So the right. question becomes, are these guys playing middle backer in a 3-4 scheme in three years? I don't know. You know, one of these guys might be in an edge role. They might say, hey, Isaiah Simmons, guess what? You run 4-3-8, 4-3-5, whatever you ran at your pro day in the combine because you're fast as hell. Line up if, on the edge. If We're that's the case, Collins is the one that moves up. In that scenario, if Golden, Watt, Chandler Jones, if any combo, two or three of those, all three of those are gone, 
Collins is the one that moves up, right? No way that Simmons moves up as an edge rusher. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it. I just don't think he's the guy. But if Collins is the Mike, we're in the dot, like we're kind of projecting, and they're not going right. to rush him off the edge. You know, exactly. It's they're they're both good players. I I was a huge David Collins might have been my favorite player in this draft just because I loved watching his tape for I Tulsa. But, I, I, but Isaiah Simmons was probably one of the most fun players to watch tape on when he was coming to Clemson. I couldn't even watch Kayvon Wallace and the rest of the defense when I was trying to watch their tape because all I did was watch Isaiah Simmons. I mean, he's just such a fun player. The size, the speed, the skill set. I mean, he was he's playing corner, he's blitzing, he's playing off ball. But uh, they're, I think they're going to pair well together. I think I, I do. Personally. They're really good complements of each other, and that's yeah, where I right. wonder if we're exactly. going to see some of that kind of two-linebacker set, let those two guys just patrol. Yeah. Because if you've got the two of them and Buda Baker just patrolling from sideline to sideline over the middle of the field yeah. and like, like a triangle defense sort of a format here, forget it. What are you going to do? They're so fast or so athletic, and they can do enough where they don't have to take any of those three guys off the field. But the big problem in Dynasty is we have to look ahead three years and say, is this guy still productive? And how can we project it when we don't know who's going to be playing around them? Yeah. Because all those other guys are in their 30s. Tell us who you like, Trip. Tell us who's wrong. Yeah, tell, tell, yeah. give us the right answer because obviously yes. we don't know what the hell we're doing. Up yeah, we, we're crazy. We don't know shit. All right, yeah, this comes back down to something. I mean, it's it's kind of scouting and talent evaluation because, like Jeff says, it doesn't matter three years from now who's even on the roster in my mind. It's who's going to stick, who's going to still be a full-time player that's piling up numbers for three years from now. It might not be for Vance Joseph. It could be totally different defenses. So you just have to look at it and size it up. Who do you like better? And so that's, I think Jeff, he made that comment. It's just about a preference. And for me, I'm less likely to put a chip on a guy that's 270 old school linebacker than I am to put a guy that, that has shown the ability to play in space. As far as blitzing and pass rushing, they both did it a good bit last year. Was that because they didn't have a lot in the edge after Chandler Jones got hurt? I I don't know. Um, I think that Vance Joseph plays a pretty aggressive defense, and I think he'll bring whoever from wherever. And so Mm -hmm. that that isn't a big differentiator for me in the short term. Uh, The the idea that that, uh, Simmons has the just the, you know, unusual, almost unique athletic profile to come out there and play and, and do all those things is, is I guess, a little bit more interesting to me than Collins. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if Collins was was the better dynasty asset two or three years from now. I, I think it's close. You probably flip a coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. I agree. So I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're all fantasy oriented here. If you had to pick one, Collins or Simmons, who are you taking? Simmons. 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 Collins. I mean, somebody had to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> we would all agree with that. I'll plant that flag. I just I loved I love Zayvon Collins. I talked about him probably too much on this show, Daryl, when we did draft coverage, but I right, right. I mean I get it. And I'm they're not both fantastic. It's a preference. Love. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, and, and obviously I make these comments in jest, but yeah, I do like Zayvon Collins quite a bit too. Like he's obviously sure. gonna, he projects as a nice player. Like this is kind of like yeah. you like chocolate or vanilla. Yeah, right. I, I just yeah, think if you give me great. a choice, if you put me on the spot and you have to give me make me make a choice, Collins or Simmons, I think it's Collins for me. 
Is it because Simmons looked rough last year? Are you not giving him a mulligan? I mean, what is kind of is that is that a factor? No, I mean, I like Simmons. I mean, I really did. I thought he was one of the best players, still one of the best young players there is. Um, I, I, I really hate that tweener. You know, I think he can do so many things, and I think while that's a good thing for NFL teams, safety, linebacker, corner, whatever – I think sometimes in fantasy that hurts you. But he doesn't because have tweener size. No, it, it's nothing to do well, with his size. It's with his role. Right. I understand what you're saying. He, I'm just if curious. Buda if Buda Baker's that. not there, there's a possibility he's their safety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't know that they move him back. I think they've made the executive decision that he's going to be a linebacker moving forward. You know, I think if anything happened to Buda Baker, we're more likely to see like Malcolm Butler or Robert Alford go back there to free safety. Right. I don't know that Deontay Thompson sees the field again. You know, maybe Jalen moves to free and Sean Williams comes over to strong. I mean, that's there's a bunch of other options there. I don't think he's he's coming back to safety, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. But it's so Daryl's point though, we kind right. of downplayed Owusu Koromoa for being this kind of a hybrid type of guy. Is there anything that parallels those two players? I think the big difference here is that Simmons showed better instincts. He is yes. plainly he's he's shown better coverage ability in terms of one-on-one he's a better athlete coverage overall ability. too. Better complete athlete. So Koromoa is like a poor man's version of Simmons, but he doesn't he lacks the instincts. He hits harder. Like he's he's he, you can try to draw the parallels, I guess. Like I'm I'm like I'm not. I'm not trying question. to compare. I'm trying to compare the deployment. I would put JOK closer to Chase on than I would Simmons. And you hate Chase on. And I can't freaking stand Chase on. Oh my god! Can't do it. I, just feel I think the screen. That's a great question. <laughs> I think it's a great point, though. Like you said, as far as the way we talked about JOK and Simmons, and like, yeah, the the, the role deployment. I, I'm projecting that Simmons' role is more stable, and that is just a projection in, in itself. Right. And projections are all just an educated guess, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm yeah. just I'm, I'm I'm projecting that they're gonna they're gonna give him a more stable role, and he's gonna fit it better, you know. But yeah. that. I don't know either, but it's a great point. It's the way we the way we describe JOK, um, you know, in Simmons, like the, it's the same problems could arise, right? So um, I think yeah. JOK has more trouble finding a position right now in 2021 than Simmons. Simmons is locked in. He's going to be, you know, one of the middle linebackers there. He's not going to be wearing the dot, and, but he's going to be playing predominantly inside. And there's and you said that I think there's a big difference there. JOK edge guy, defensive end, pass rusher, Simmons, more of that inside guy, linebacker spot. Mm-hmm. I think that's I a huge for, difference. That's a huge difference for me. Just just for sake of conversation, the, the here's the snap alignments for Simmons last year. Trip's going to make me look like an idiot right here. This is They're trying to find a place for him, and so it's weird. It's 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 You look go by game by game, it's all over the map. But just totals okay. for the season, 89 on the on the D-line, which includes outside linebacker alignments and PFF, 193 in the box, 8 at free safety, and 71 in the slot, and 15 at corner. So kind of like everybody said, he would be moved all over the field. And so when we talk about 
IDP and tackle efficiency and whatnot, and you're moving him out and have him playing in the slot. He's far away from the football with the snap, mm-hmm. and that to me lowers his chances of getting a tackle. I'm not hugely, but I, it, it affects him, and that's where I'm going at with the JOK thing. Because to me, JOK could be used a little bit like that. With he's moving all over, and whereas Collins is obviously a middle linebacker and really can't be asked to do anything else, and right. that's what I'm kind of what I'm getting at with the deployment. I think what we're going to see though with Simmons is less of that because I think they were trying to figure out what to do with him. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those snap counts is how do we use this guy? And they didn't know right. how because they never had a guy like this before. He's mm-hmm. legitimately built like a running or built like a linebacker that runs like a wide receiver. Right. Like it's, I mean, he's and a, that he's a, was a huge wild card last year with him. Right. And he, they didn't figure it out with him until after like week nine or 10 when he finally had a few plays in the backfield. He got a couple of sacks, a couple of tackles mm-hmm. for loss. And he started to kind of right. put it together near the line of scrimmage. You know, 6'4, 238. He can be a linebacker in the NFL with his size. With That's his speed, right. he's a difference maker. Yeah. Now, Koromoa, yes. we talk about an edge player. We're talking about linebacker. We're trying to talk, get him in the box. This guy's 6'1", 221. Mm-hmm. Like, he needs some girth. He needs some length. Like, he doesn't – he looks bigger than he is, you know, playing at Notre Dame. Yeah. But he – pl- He's yeah. not that guy yet. Like he's better served as an actual linebacker, even at his size, and he's still a bit undersized. So I, I don't know that we're going to see the same kind of di- dichotomy of snaps, I guess, for Koromoa. I think they're going to have to lock him into one or two spots just based purely on the mismatch. You can't have him tangling up with a, a left or right tackle in the NFL. He's going to get swallowed. Well, if, if they did put him out there, I would expect they would put him outside the shoulder of Garrett or Clowney and let him do a combination. Yeah, he'd have to be in a wide yeah, yeah. He'd be way outside yeah. and, and trying to yeah. do something. But Right. I, I should correct myself what I said Collins a minute ago. I mean, what if he's spinning down on the edge? What if he turns into some kind of a tweener player like Kyle Van Noy was a couple of years ago? That's, Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that, that was the comp, right? You know, like – Kyle Van Noyish, you know, is that the size and the the the, the skill set because he can do everything and mm-hmm. and um you know like that can be you know kind of to a fault for us IDP managers if he's used that way because he'd be productive but not as productive if he's sitting at Mike eating up tackles like you're saying trip that mm-hmm. role is a good role for him but if he's yeah. used that way better NFL player than than IDP you know perspective of things I guess but uh yeah that's that was the worry with him you saw the Kyle Van Noy comps so. Not that Van Noy is a bad player or anything, but we think Cliff Kingsbury gets fired after this year. Oof, yeah, good question. (laughs) Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach. I think he has another year. I think I think that Kime has all his chips in on on um, on Kingsbury, and he keeps screwing him by burning early picks on linebackers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he did bring in DeAndre Hopkins, right? I mean, you know, he got that for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's you know. He's like, he goes, Hey, Bill O'Brien, I'm going to send you this broken jugs machine, a half eaten bag of chips and an old ball bag. Yeah. It's got a hole in it. It's been a reliable bag for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's just really I only want Andre Hopkins. Yeah. And every fantasy football player that sends trash trades was totally reinvigorated by that move. So, see, it happens in your life. So. <laughs> so much more prevalent, actually. So much more prevalent. But so the reason why I asked that question, though, is, you know, we talked about the scheme and the players and all this different stuff. If Kingsbury, say, only has two more years out of three, say these guys come out and they only win six games in a really tough NFC West. Like that division's no slouch, right? The Niners look pretty tough. Right. Seattle's really tough. The Rams look really good again. You know, that's not going to be an easy egg to crack. Mm-hmm. They go out and they win, let's call it seven games. They're near 500. 
does he have a job? I think he does. Yeah, okay. I, think, I think he's employed next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, seven if he's employed, games. yeah, seven games. Seven so he's and eleven. Seven and eleven because mm-hmm. it's eighteen seven game season. Ten. I know. Seven and th- seventeen game season. Seven, seven and ten. Seven and ten. Mm-hmm. Well, seven and ten. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, seven and ten. Now, I right. That's that's the that's question, you know, because now if he's gone yeah. and Vance Joseph's gone, who are you getting to replace him? Well, I think that VJ is more likely to get fired than than Kingsbury. So there you go. So now that was actually the follow up question. Mm-hmm. So you right. already got out in front of it. Vance Joseph's yeah. probably going to be gone if this team's not a deep playoff contender. If these this team doesn't go to the playoffs and that defense isn't top half of the league, he's gone. He's mm-hmm. a dead man walking. So JJ Watt, he's old. It's over. Now, like, let's, I mean, he's not dust yet, but we're damn near it. Like, it's mm-hmm. time to maybe let him get yeah. off the getting off. You know, Chandler Jones, he's not a spring chicken. We already talked to Marcus Golden. He's what, 32 or something? You know, these are all older aging guys. One of those two backers is not going to be in the position they're in today. The bet you're making when you choose between them is that you know who's going to stick and stay in a spot to actually get fantasy production. And I'm not going to lie, it's not an easy choice. It's going to be mm-hmm. tough. And you got to have a little bit of conviction. And I'm like, give me Simmons only because, hey, you know what? At least if they move him, he can still get production coming off the edge. He can still get production as a safety. He can still get production as a middle backer. Like, I don't know that Collins has the same versatility. Uh, Concur. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, I agree. That's that's tough. I mean, if I'm there's a coaching change, that changes everything. That's a great point. It's definitely things to consider, right? That's things why you can probably the Baker now, too, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 do we really think seven and ten is where they're gonna be? It was arbitrary. I threw it out there to put them at nearly five hundred because eight and eight's not a no, I, no, I get it, but it's I not. mean <laughs> <laughs> Well, the question is what could go wrong, right? Because they were that good last year, roughly that good, a little bit better than that. And you've got to imagine that what gets what what goes wrong is that the defense is as bad or worse than last year because it's just like it's kind of a mess. The corners are a mess. IDLs are a mess. Yes, yeah. they've got these big investments in linebacker and edge, but we don't even understand how they fit together. We've been talking about it for 20 minutes. And then yeah. you've got the offense, and the offense is fine. I mean, Kyler Murray should get better. They have – Rondell Moore, they should be dynamic. You yes. got to worry a little bit about the old line still, but uh, I don't, I don't, you know, they they did a tit for tat replacement of running back. It doesn't matter. Um, so the issue has got to be the corners and the IDLs, and they've got to be yeah. bad in defense if they're going to be seven and ten, or else they have a big injury on offense, I suppose. But that those right. that's why they would be seven and ten if that happens. And yeah. this, yeah, I think VJ gets fired, which is almost unfair because I think what Kime has done with the draft would they. You know, they say, oh, well, we can't cover tight ends, and so we need to draft a linebacker to cover tight ends. And they can't even figure out how to fit him in. And then it's, oh, well, Hicks is washed, so we need to draft a, a, a middle linebacker because we can't stop the run, and so we're going to burn a high pick on that. Like, yeah. Come on, y'all, quit being so reactive with the draft. And I, that's not helping <laughs> me, right? But yeah, I, it's just it's life sometimes, you know? I mean, right. you know, people get stuck with – somebody got stuck with Brock Osweiler, and they, you know, and they're <laughs> off the job. And, you know, somebody got stuck with – Blaine Gabbert, and they lost a job. It's just life, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And and what happens when DeAndre Hopkins they go to stick the needle in his arm and he up and retires? Yeah, 
We saw that news today. I don't know uh, what yeah. happened about my NFL future stock. Yeah, he's team Cole Beasley now. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, take, take your shot and be done. You're playing the NFL is a privilege. Cut it out. Um, but well, well, that's something that could go wrong, right? He could up and say, I'm out. He's made his yes. money. He doesn't have to be there. If, if DeAndre Hopkins goes, that offense is not dynamic anymore. They can't run the football. And if he's gone, they can't throw the football. I don't care how good Kyler Murray is. You know, then that defense is really in deep shit. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, use a technical term, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, all good, bro. Bring my legalese out here. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, it's a it's a Skinamax time now, so we're all good. We can cuss away. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we're we're explicit. The, the, the kids are definitely you know, asleep. You know, it is after midnight, so you know, Skinamax <laughs> is this is where they excel here. So oh yeah, this is it's, it's the winning hours. I mean, I'll yeah. Tell you I can definitely see it from here. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, man. A great show, guys. Um, anything else you all got? I mean, anything we've not covered that you want to hit? Uh- I was worried I was underprepared for the show, and I'm, I'm thrilled that we hit the stuff we did. Oh no! Well, nailed it. Just, yeah. You know what? You stunk, Kyle. So you're good. <laughs> That's good stuff. A good conversation. We talked a lot of a lot of ideas and explored some stuff. And yeah, yeah. It wasn't just spouting off our rankings, so I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I definitely enjoyed this tonight, guys. Yeah, no, it was awesome. it was a lot of fun. A lot of good, you know, questions, ideas, talking through schemes, just throwing stuff out there. It was a lot of fun. Could probably yeah, keep going to different takes, <laughs> the different ideas, the yeah. different opinions. Yeah. I think that's what makes it so good. Um, before we get off here, uh, Trip, tell them what you're doing, what you're where you're at, where they can follow you, all that good stuff. Yep. Well, first and foremost, I will be on the Getting Defensive Pod. Thursday night next week on with uh, that's associated with gridiron ratings. Yes, <laughs> the good time for the defense with Gary Van Dyke. Uh, we'll have to have all y'all on one time, have a big throwdown about something, find something to stir the pot with. It'd be awesome. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm also I'm still writing at dynastyfootballfactory.com, and y'all can follow me at dynasty trip with two P's. Awesome, Jeff. What are you doing? Where are you at, man? Where they can follow you. Uh, you know, you can find me on the Twitters. Occasionally, I make an appearance there. It's uh, at NFL underscore Dimatteo. Um, on, on the Twitters, yes. On the Twitters. I, I try really hard not to be Twitter famous because I feel like that's how you get in trouble in life. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can follow um, my site, gridironratings.com, at gridironrating. Uh, you know, definitely check us out, gridironratings.com. You know, newer site. We've only been around for two years now. It's our second year doing it. So uh, we're pretty right. excited about a lot of our rankings that are up and about some of the premium tools we're rolling out, like the new draft guide. So, you know, swing in, check us out, you know, give me a follow, you know, feel free to, you know, tweet me and tell me how stupid I am after you heard all the crazy shit I've been spouting up here. So <laughs> I'm going to get so many angry tweets. You're eating it. <laughs> I know. Next tweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm done. <laughs> Kyle, tell them where you're at, what you're doing, bud. Oh, shoot. Um, you can find me on Twitter um, at kbell54. Um, all my stuff's over at IDP, guys. Uh, writing. Uh, I think I got a Debbie article come out here soon. I uh, wrote about a few Big Ten defensive ends coming up awesome. that I like to have nice years. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, just in the ranks, like I always say, because it's 
just a process it did itself but i know i want to say thanks to trip and jeff this was a blast man uh you guys dropped the knowledge this was great uh talked about a lot of good stuff like we said and appreciate you hanging out with us man it was a lot of fun thanks guys thanks for having me welcome yeah bet, man let's do it again to be here you bet man let's do it again yeah sure thank you y'all hollywood welcome back. welcome back anytime both of you except you kyle you're not welcome well i, um, I got fired twice oh well by two people tonight, I got yeah, I mean, That's a first. You've been fired by two people. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, I only got fired once, so I guess, I'm, I guess I can come back. You'll be back. <laughs> you'll, you'll be back. You're okay. Um, first of all, the Twitters. Um, the Twitters. <laughs> I will get in so much trouble right now, but the Twitters. if you're in some of my private chats, it, it's it's not called the Twitters. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. But oh, uh, we'll put it in our private chat for the for a little little post show. Yeah, it's uh, I have a couple of private chats. It's it's called something different, but I'll, I'll uh, hey, we're explicit at this hour, man. I mean, yeah. hey, whatever. If you're not going to share with the class, I mean, that's up to you, I guess. But. Well, you know what? I'm not scared, so you know. I'm not scared. I am. I'm terrified, actually. Of what this no, is. it is what it is. What I would use. You know, I call it the water, so whatever. So uh, it is what it is. You know, you can find me over at idpguys.org, uh, uh, do rankings, IDP, <laughs> Debbie, uh, top 100. If you're into the campus to Canton stuff, um, do a lot of writing and stuff there with Kyle. So proud of Kyle because he's done a lot of good stuff, come a long ways. Um, IDP Thanks, Nation, buddy. of course, with you guys. You two are welcome back anytime. Uh, if you're into the campus to Kent stuff, check out Daddy IDP Grind. Uh, it's a IDP college uh, podcast that I'm doing right now. So uh, go ahead and check that out. And uh, yeah, man, we've uh, so good having you guys on, man. Dude, really enjoyed Twitter. it. Let the Twitters, yeah. Let me know on the Twitters. Shoot me a DM. Yeah, you know, whenever you're ready for Twitter. Or- more you know anarchy you let me know. yeah twitter twitter's twatters whatever it is you know we don't care i ain't scared come at me i ain't scared you know i forgot to tell you we have a unique concept for our, our pod coming up on thursday 45 minutes i don't know how we're going to do it oh yeah wow <laughs> you're at two and a half hours here yeah. two and a half hours and you're just trying to squeeze well, you know, minutes that that's on me so what, what gary's like oh it's 45 minutes he's like yeah that, that's for me because he'd run these shows that were real long i'm like hey pump the brakes People stop listening after so long, which they probably stopped listening to us like an hour and a half ago. And oh shoot, they stopped listening to us like two hours and fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, so that's my that's my fault, Trip. I'll I apologize. If you guys got to run over, good, man. Don't you dare blame Trip. You blame Kyle like I do. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Trip. That was on me. Well, speaking of firing him, I could have been fired in this last two and a half hours before I even started. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I fired Kyle like 70 times an hour. So, I mean, true. <laughs> poor, poor Kyle. We're going to have to start a GoFundMe for Kyle's to pay his bills because he keeps getting fired. Yeah, it's man. like George Jetson out here. You're going to have to get him the Mr. Spacely, you're fired gift going on. Like, that's. <laughs> Think of how many other people are these all before now. It's awesome. He's rolling in the dough. 
It's the only thing I got going, Trip. <laughs> and I'm on the Keith's coming out of Washington, bro. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You're on to me. Oh, my goodness. You guys are crazy. I love it. Y'all are straight killing me right now. Telling lies about me all singing and everything else. I don't even know where to go right now. I would not tell a lie. I don't even know who Boston is right now. I could. Well, that's only because it's twelve thirty-two in the morning, and you're, you know, a little delirious at this point. That's why, and it might have been the twenty-four hours too. How yeah. dare you? I'm not delirious. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. I'm mostly jealous because I only had water. I was like, you know, <laughs> I kept watching HTO. You got to stay hydrated, man. That's a key component, man. Dude, I, I know. Well, that's I'm telling you. Why do you think I get this nice little sheen? You know, the light just reflects right off me. It's because I'm so well hydrated. That's, that's why I usually need man makeup. And that's little little powder up there. You know, make man, them on man, man makeup. <laughs> so I'd be powder up here, so I'm gonna mess with that. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh shoot! I thank both of y'all so much. Um, Great episode. Welcome back anytime. Whenever you're ready, just hit me or call up. Say, hey, I'm ready. Uh, open invitation. Great stuff, Absolutely. guys. Um, thank you for putting up with Kyle and his bullshit. So, um, I mean, it was, it was really a struggle for everybody, but I think we banded yeah. together and pulled through it as best we could. Yeah, You know, I, we I did, did, you I, know. Yeah. I test people and, and see how, how much they're willing to take. You know, I'm like, you, you know what? Come on with me and Kyle. And I, I hate to say it, but I'm like, you know, you're going to have to pardon Kyle on his bullshit right now. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you got to give the people what they want. I mean, hey. it's true. Oh, it's true. It's true. Uh, well, I think I'm going to be glorified on my phone and then go to bed now. So, uh, you know, I got to get up for work in the morning. You know, like I, a do I, don't, I don't even know how I'm going to do this, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Let us know when you want to come back. Um, Will do. It's been an awesome episode, guys. Sure. Definitely. It was, it was, it was a blast. Kyle, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm sorry. I always speak when spoken to from here on out. Oh, that is. Kyle, I'm going to welcome you back on a probationary basis. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I gotta say, it. I, I freaking love Kyle because I give him straight abuse every week, and he sits there and he takes it like a trooper. Um, oh, I feel like I need to just like send him random like hugs on on Twitter. Like like here's a hug gift, Kyle. I hope you're feeling okay today. Like, I know you're getting abused at home, so like I just want to let you know. Yeah, I, you. I just know I would I appreciate that. That would be. That's, well, you just wait. They're gonna come in randomly. You're never gonna see it coming. It's just gonna pop up. You're like, what the hell is this? Why is he sending me like a weird teddy bear trying to hug me with a big pink heart? I don't. I don't know why this is happening. But I love uh, Kyle. I sent I sent Kyle a gift. I did. I, I did, did send Kyle a gift. Yeah. I did. You did. A, uh, you sent me Paul Horning Green Bay Packers book. I sent it you to did. him. Yeah. Yeah. I did. He doesn't always hate me. Not always. Ooh. Oh yeah, Jerry Kramer. Yeah. 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 There. Oh, here I get. Oh God. I can't figure out the oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Awesome. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I've actually found it down here at a place called Ollie's, uh, and they had it, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to buy this for Kyle, and yeah, send it to him. I'm going to get you a, I'm going to get you a chase on Jersey. I hope you do. <laughs> I hope, oh my God. I hope you do. Cause I, will, I will straight burn that motherfucker on air. Yes. Um, I think we're going to need to figure out a way to get, we got to get like a board bet going on where he not only has to wear it, but he has to wear it while singing like three bad company songs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, there are three. I mean, <laughs> I mean no. that, that, that's cruel and unusual. Cruel and unusual. There's five. First of all, Trip, you're banned for life. <laughs> Second of all, I'll sing any three bad company songs you want. And third, I'm not wearing no goddamn chase on jersey. That ain't happening. Suxonville is out. Yeah, yeah. This just feels it like ain't happening. happening. I don't it, know what we're gonna happen. Oh, yeah. It ain't happening. And fourth, Kyle, you're fired. This is all <laughs> your fault. So much for that probationary welcome back. Sorry, yeah, yeah. it's over. You're done. I only made it, I only made it two minutes of probation. <laughs> you're done, bro. You're out. I can't even with you. Here, wait a minute. Hang on. I gotta let me hang on. I gotta, I gotta get on the Twitters real quick. Jeff is such <laughs> Jeff is such an instigator. I can see it. He's just oh, provoking God. me at all levels right now. <laughs> I feel like it's important to have somebody stir the drink, and I don't mind being that guy. <laughs> working on some shit. Let's see. I just, I just, I got to help my man Kyle out here. Here we go. Let's see. No, Kyle's not your man. No, no. Hang on. I got to find the, just the cutest, most adorable hug gifts I can find. (laughs) You're so bitter than this, Kyle. You're going to give him the big head. Stop it. Stop stop it, Kyle. Stop it. Oh my God. I can't with you people. There, wait a minute. There we go. That's there we go. That's a good one. There we go. I just felt like I had to send that. People are gonna be like, "Why are you tweeting at two twelve thirty eight? The four people that read my tweets are gonna be like, "Oh, you have four people? Damn." Maybe, maybe. Well, now to be fair, one of them is the site handle that the marketing guy handles. So, and then I'm, I guess, technically one of them. There's really two other people that are not affiliated with. Fuck, they're both affiliated with Gridiron Ratings too. Um, never mind. No one's going to give a shit about my tweets. So. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Oh, shoot. Love you guys. You're welcome back anytime. Please yeah, hit us again. up. All right. Yes, have a good night, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. It was you awesome. Too. Later. <laughs>